right, first one. Uh, my brother. My brother. Long time coming. Oh, month, well. in the, month in the process. I didn't think I'd feel anxious, but I actually got a little bit like... <laughs> a little bit, it's probably it's their microphones and all that, but... Yeah. Check in, how are you? Um, I suppose at the minute, like, pretty good. I don't I think, in general, as a rule, life is unbelievable at the minute. Like, even considering some of the factors I've got going on, like, mm. life's unbelievable. Like, the opportunities, the, the doors that are open, like... I don't think I've found anything in the last couple of couple of weeks that's made me feel like I could wobble. You know what I mean? I don't. Mm. I don't think there's anything really that's made me feel particularly like. I don't know. Or even even in tricky minutes, like you know, on, on Friday I had a couple of dodgy moments where, you know, with your family. Yeah, well, not my, just my family. Like my my ex partner as well. There was a few like moments of a bit of conflict, and I don't really. I hate the conflict side of things. But you're good at reaching out though, aren't you? Mm. So you called me, we talked it through. You probably yeah. called four or five other people <laughs> as well. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> but I, need, I, needed to, I needed to talk about it because sometimes, like, especially when you don't feel heard in a conversation. You mean when you're having under- the arguments? Yeah, but even like, the, like I don't feel understood. Like the mm. parameters of, of certain things. I, I don't feel understood. So that's when I start to tense up and then it becomes a battle. And defensive. I, I hate it. You get defensive, don't you? Yeah, well, I, I do. And I'm try, really trying to work on that. Same. But yeah. I think, you know, having that as a, as a, as a standpoint and being able to return to like homeostasis back in the middle really mm. quickly, you know, I had a couple of good conversations. You know, I spoke to Lee, spoke to you, spoke to um, Coops, I spoke to... Yeah, a few of us, and you know, sometimes you just need to get a few different perspectives on it. But really, I was all right after our chat at the start. I just wanted to talk to other people. Yeah, we got pretty deep, didn't we, with that one? We talked about a lot because we had similar stuff. I think we we do have a lot of similar stuff surrounding that sort of thing. But I suppose I don't know. It's it's the relationship thing that seems to be the issue because for me, relationships aren't just confined to. A partner that you're intimate with, or mm. you've got a history with, it's relationships with everyone, isn't it? Mm. How you manage those. But I mean, overall, I'm all right. What are you saying? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. All things considered, I said it to you earlier, didn't I? Mm. I was like, I love my life. Mm. It is. Yeah, I, I am very fortunate to have a lot of wonderful things happening. A lot of great people. However, relationships being the topic. That's really the only struggle at the minute. The only pain, the only thing I am suffering is is mending my broken heart. Mm. And it's... But you're doing a good job of that, like, considering the... Yeah, the, the method in which, well, like, I don't know, I suppose you've let people know what the hoodie's about. No know. birds for a bit. No birds no for birds a bit. No birds for a bit. No birds. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that was... That's a big, brave stand you've taken. Well, let's explain what that actually is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll let you take the lead. Well, my situation, the reason I'm in pain now is to the end of the relationship, Mm. ended traumatically, um, in chaos. And then even when, you know, we've split up, she's posted things online of her getting with other guys. And it's like, oh. It hurt. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. My son actually told me how bad is that. My son said to me, "Oh, Dad, that's a bit much for him as well." To do she's with got a new that. boyfriend already. And I was just like, and she she knows that he follows her. So yeah, that was a bit of a kick in the balls. Mm. 
and it was already difficult enough. And there was me sitting there, I've really been missing her. I've really been missing her. Been watching this TV programme that's been reminding me of her so much. And I knew that she'd love it. I told you I'd sent her the email, didn't I? I avoided this email for days. Yeah. And the email was totally to one point, but I guess it was where I was missing her. I was finding it difficult to not get in touch with her, but I had no idea, obviously, behind the scenes, she's off doing that. But she responded like to that. you as well, didn't she? She called me the next day, yeah, and we, talk, we spoke for a bit, and it was... But I very quickly just realised that, yeah, I, I, I am missing you, but I do know this isn't, this isn't going to work, and I yeah. don't, don't want to go back down the rabbit hole with you, but... Um, but I genuinely did just want her to watch what I was watching because I knew she'd love it and I still want to do nice things for her. You know? It's weird that you get these sentimental connections with things, with certain people, like the, the, especially when you're on your own and you're watching something and you've spent so long building a relationship with somebody around, you know, the menial stuff, not necessarily all the important, lovely, beautiful, datey stuff, but sometimes it's just it's the little, little bit. It's the little things you miss the most, isn't it? And mm. I think as much as it was chaotic and as there was pain within the relationship there's so much love so so much love so mm. much greatness in the relationship too which is what you miss and when you have time apart you tend to forget about the horrible well, you bits. only look for the greatness don't you like, oh, yeah, that was yeah. the best bit yeah well they're the bits that comfort you so when yeah. you're sad that's what you think of the comforting moments mm. that are making you miss that person but it's very easy to neglect all of the real reality of the situation red flag yeah. yeah well yeah look at the end of the day it's just not going to work so anyway the re getting back to the whole no birds for a bit the, 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 a bit is going to be hopefully 12 months mm. a year no dating no sex no apps no no pursuits is the other one no pursuing even texting sure. but you could have female friends that's hard though isn't it especially as a single man in this day and age like it is it is it is well is it? I don't remember especially as an addict as well do you know <laughs> oh, what I mean so I defined it uh, to you before it's like, it's like trying to quit cocaine and having a kilo strapped to you at all times yeah, yeah. every single day mm. in your pocket which is your apps they're all here yeah. there's social media you constantly got the access to, to speak to women and pursue it's so someone. much easier these days than it's ever been I think one of the smartest things you said to me not ever but a really smart thing on the way back from Snowden yeah. you said to me about um, the fact that you know, back in the day... 50 years ago. 50 years, not even that long ago, 30 years ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you 90s, want, yeah. Yeah, if you wanted to, to, to date someone, you'd have to meet them somewhere and you'd have to, like, be separate for a bit. And there's no texting, there's yeah. no blue ticks, there's no selfies, there's no fucking reposting inadvertent, like... <laughs> memes and gifs and whatever else like well, you can't, I'm okay on my own you know there's, I mean? there's a constant window into that person's life through social media isn't there mm. so you can see what they're up to you can see what they're doing well you see what you, you see perceivably what you they, want you them, think yeah, they, yeah. they want you to see you know well I mean? you can see to a certain degree what they're doing and that's the thing there's too much connection now too mm. much too soon in any relationship I think that's why everything snowballs and goes a thousand miles an hour yeah. but yeah my, my goal now is to do those 12 months by myself no dating no sex no apps no pursuits no anything <laughs> apart from platonic friendships with women I can, that, that's okay but, and the reason I've done that is because as an addict I think love is my primary addiction yeah oh, okay. um, which is yeah not like people have sex addiction and sex and love but mine is it's purely love and that comes from the whole abandonment stuff mm. childhood stuff yeah. mum stuff it's always the mum stuff that you have to really go through the relationship with that if it's to do with a woman and you're a man it's generally the relationship with the mum that's overcomplicating well, your present day relationships isn't it? it's a female presence in your life it's somebody that you can I think because I've got a very similar feeling around the whole thing haven't I I mm. think that 
you know, I want to be with somebody. And I, it's like, even when I'm trying to think about my life now and moving forward, um, I always think about the first thing I consider is like being in love and being with someone <laughs> and finding the one. Mm. And it's so like soft and mushy, but... Fairy you know, tale. It's a fairy tale, mm. but I think it's just the thing that I've always wanted. And, I, you know, it's, it may not be the most masculine thing, but it's something that I've always looked back on and thought, you know, every time I got into a relationship, especially when I've really clicked with them, mm. like I go in too heavy and it's like flowers and letters and it's like, because <laughs> I'm a very open and givey sort of lovey person. Mm. And I kind of think that's because that's what I want back yeah, yeah. to a degree. Like I don't necessarily need it all the time, but just some. And if I don't get that, then I start to feel like oh, I need to do more. I need to show them. If Maybe, I keep doing more and more and more, yeah. eventually I'll get what I need but back. And then the bar is up here. And like, because they're so used to behaving a certain way. You set the bar and then you return to like a normal level of like mm. human existence. And you mm. realize then that the person that you're with, and this has happened to me almost every time, the person that I'm with, maybe because I was in my, my addiction as well, mm. I'm not expressing like, consistent, reliable behaviour, which mm. allows a woman to feel safe enough to want to love you mm. in the way that you want. Mm. But also I, I, I prevented myself from being okay without that side of my thing. Because all I would think about is obsess, obsess, obsess. I love, I love, I love. I want you to have everything. Here's all mm. of me. And then I'm secretly nursing a fucking drug addiction that mm. I can't shake and I didn't know how to shake. Mm. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. Are you, have, you've got a, have you got a similar sort of feeling around that? Or are you the same when you get into a relationship? Well, the way I've been previously at the start is the start of the relationship is that whole obsession. Yeah. Love them. Like, mm. I'm, within a few weeks, you're starting to fall in love and you think they're the best thing ever. Mm. You don't even know the person. <laughs> it's a joke. But it, it is. It, it's, it's like I said it to you before, it's childlike. It's yeah. a child. Mm. So it's a child basically. It's desperate, thirsty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the thing is, what I've learned over the last four years is that if that's your general love language at the start of a relationship, what you're going to do is you're going to find someone who condones it, yeah. so somebody who supports it, but generally long-term, that person isn't going to be right for you because you're only acting in the short term the way that you think you need to act in order to just connect and love bomb, basically. You love bomb them. And if you turn up as well to somebody that has come out of a relationship where they weren't getting any of that and they wanted that, oh my God. you're like, oh my, yeah, oh my yeah, God, yeah. this guy's amazing. Yeah, exactly. You know but the I mean? thing is, you put the, you set the bar, like you say, you set the bar way too high. Mm. You know, you're spending loads of money on them. You're taking them on extravagant holidays and everything else. The bar's so bloody high. They think you're the best guy ever. And then it's like, right, okay, I'll all a bit for me now they're like well you've never needed that before it was all about me but I'd you know, also you put set out this show. stall yeah. you set out this stall for the relationship the boundaries of the relationship and how it is all going to work is mm. based on how you're formulating it from the start <laughs> yeah. and then you basically formulate something that doesn't work for you because you get to a certain point where you can't keep functioning at that level. Well, you're basically, you've basically got all the cards in your hands and you're playing, a, you, you know what card they've got on facing you and you're playing a royal flush out of the whole deck. And you know that you, you, every time you see them, you've got, you're putting the best cards on the table. Yeah. And what you're keeping is the little jokers in the pack. You know mm. what I mean? And every now and again, they start to just come out by accident. And mm. when that happens, they start to f formulate a distrust with that relationship. But then also you've got to then start 
ironing over the cracks. You've got to try and like start filling the gaps where, oh no, but I am always this way. And this is exactly what my last relationship was like. I am this way. I love you and you're the best thing in the world. And I want to give you everything. I, and I, you could have put a lie detector test on me. Mm. I was telling the truth. Mm. But when you're nursing these back-end problems like a drug addiction and, mm. you know, I was sh just shit with money and I was just shit with everything. And I, I didn't know how to <clears throat> be fully available to the kids the way that she wanted me because I was only ever thinking about her. Mm. And, like, everything that I did was surrounded, like, I wanted to do stuff for myself so she would like me more. So when the... When so it she, wasn't really for you then? It was never... Not, it, and on the surface as well, it all seems selfish because actually what I'm doing, it seems like I'm doing my own thing. But yeah. I don't want to get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to the gym. What I want is you to find me attractive. Yeah. I mean, I want you to see so me. So going to this length to get just some validation from them, I, essentially. I, I went to the lengths of... of, of and I, don't, I will never talk bad about her. She's the most amazing woman. Somebody's going to be so lucky to have her. She's mm. incredible. I just, I couldn't be, I can't be for her mm. because I've, I've distorted her view of me so much. That Do you think it's more how you behave that's... that's 100%. Yeah. I would never blame her for anything. I no. can't blame her for anything. And I think one of the things about accepting yourself as a man mm. is, is, is taking full ownership of all your shit. Mm. And, and what I've not done is just say, look, I know I've got all this wrong with me. Mm. I've gone to... And I've never worked so hard in my life on something than I have myself. Mm. And then it's seen, <clears throat> excuse me, as like a, a selfish thing. When, you, when you're working on yourself, it's seen as selfish, but actually you're doing it. And my intent was always to be the best at serving them mm. and giving them the best at who I was. And, you know, the ambition that I had was only ever rooted in, you know, providing for, for myself, obviously, and my family. And I, it's, that was like out of a place of like, lack I don't have enough I don't want to be a, a shitbag anymore I want mm. you to see me for the, the effort that I'm putting in I just haven't got the ability to to uh, manage it and obviously when you do that for an extended period of time you one gets tired of the effort and then I started feeling like why can't I get just a little bit. I'm a very simple man. Mm. I don't have a lot, massive amount of expectations on a woman. Mm. And this is with all my relationships. I'm not just talking about mm. you know, my, my most recent partner. I'm talking about every relationship I've ever been in. Like, I always mm. need something from them. Mm. You know, I always need help. Mm. And at the moment, like, one thing I've realised, especially in the, like, the last year, is I fought hard to get my relationship back. That didn't go the way that I hoped that it would. Do you think that you're either subconscious or conscious reasoning behind doing all of the work on yourself was really to get her back. She was, she, and, and again, I'll say it again, she's the most beautiful. She's the best mother. Mm. She has got her shit all the way together. She is, she's got a great family around her. She's, she, on paper, she's the perfect woman. Mm. She is the perfect woman. Mm. I, I've never looked at someone and thought she that so was So that you saying beautiful. yes then? Huh? Is that you saying yes then? You, yeah, you did yeah. everything to get her back. I get, but, but what I'd done is I'd, I'd taken stock of all my stuff that was wrong mm. and I changed everything about me, but I knew she wanted me to be there for the kids. And like, mm. I'm, I'm great with my kids. You've seen me with my kids. I'm good with my kids. Mm. Um, I love my kids, but I'm not, I'm not as like walk in the door, roll on the floor, play with them every night. You know what I mean? They're not, they're, I can't, I don't, I think it's different for a man than a woman. I don't know. Mm. I could be wrong, but my kids are so important to me, but 
like being myself and having a life, mm. not just going out and doing things. Like I don't drink, don't go out down the pub. I don't, you know what I mean? Don't do those sort of things. But, and I never really had a social life. So I sort of had a, a desire, always had a desire to achieve something important and, 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 and build something from the bottom up. But every time I had those ideas, it, it brings in uncertainty and an and, and emotional complexity for her because it's like, why can't you just be happy with what you've got? And I completely mm. understand why she feels that way. Mm. But I'm really ambitious. And mm. I am I'm ambitious in a way that is like, well, I, for me, the, the relationship turned the wrong way when I decided I wanted to go and sit with the medicine again. And I wanted to go and grow. Ayahuasca, you mean? Ayahuasca, yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm. I've, I've, had it, I've done it a few times and it's really changed who I am as a person. Like even the most recent ceremony I went through about six, about seven weeks ago. You know, I was, I'm night and day. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's difficult for her to process that information due to the addiction. But the, the point of it is, is I had to realise in that relationship that I was giving up who I am as a person to try and make her see me in a certain way because I didn't want to lose her to somebody else because mm. I know she's, she's going to be with somebody that's secure and stable and got a job and just wants to stay in one job. Do you not think that you've created, by the way that you're acting, everything that you're doing is based on her and her approval? Oh, 100%. So anything that you're doing, it's not really for you. And that's the reason but you it eventually... Seems like it, is, it looks you know? It looks as a lot of... For anybody looking at oh, look how well he's doing for himself. So I actually know he's doing that because he wants her to tell just him... Just want validation. Yeah, she, she, she so just wants pathetic. her... It's not, so it's it not, it's not pathetic. It's not, it's, 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 I, I don't think it is. I think it's so many men are that way inclined and they don't even know it. This is the thing. It's about saying it out loud. It's about mm. knowing that actually I am... These things feel great, but if they're gone, I'm screwed. Yeah. I'm fucked. Mm. Like if... If I don't have her validation or I don't have her approval, I'm worthless because it's all invested in that, you know? So all of this work I'm doing, if it, if it doesn't amount to you going thumbs up, love you, amazing, you're brilliant, which to be fair, it's not too difficult, but it does put so much pressure on that person because it's like, oh, I'm doing all of this for you. And then she's like, I don't even want you to do all of this. I never asked you to do any of oh, it. But but and I'll be like, what do you mean you didn't ask for it? Like, I thought I'm that's still, what you needed. I'm still doing it. Like, it's the act of me doing it that I was mm. hoping to be seen for. And look, look I've got the, the utmost respect for that woman. I believe that she, she is going to live a, a beautiful and happy life. And I hope that she finds someone that, that can just tick mm. some of the boxes that I couldn't tick. It might tick. still be you. Do you know, I, I, I'm not, uh, you know, this, as for this, like, no birds for a bit thing, it's like, you've turned my head towards the idea of just, like, being single for a while um, and sort of growing myself as an individual because I, I think that... The, healing, well, it, I think. Healing's such a, 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 an odd word, in my opinion, when it, we relate to relationships because I'm not suffering from our relationship like we fell out of love a long time ago I don't mean healing from the relationship yeah, oh, yeah. I mean healing you mm. healing you it's nothing to do I think if you could, if we can heal ourselves because there's dysfunctionality in your behaviour yeah, and myself 100%. as you know as I've called out mm. I've created dynamics in a relationship that don't serve me later down the line they mm. go way too far so fall head over heels in love very 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 quickly <laughs> think they literally don't know them from, from you know from Adam but think they're the best person in the world they're my yeah. soulmate and then mm. I read into all these like signs like when I met um, my latest ex I she lived in a place called Milton View we live, I live in Milton Keynes her surname was Campbell my surname uh, my where I lived was Campbell 
Park. It was like <laughs> the universe. Yeah, it was genuinely. And don't get me wrong, I do think that we were supposed to meet. We were supposed to meet. We learned a hell of a lot. Lesson or a blessing. A uh, lesson or a blessing. And I think mm. we're a huge, huge lesson from one another. But I think the ultimate lesson I needed to learn was that Zach, you've got some real healing that you need to do. I believe in the fact that when somebody shows you how. So you, they, they, when you're disagreeing or you're upset and you're getting hurt within a relationship and their behaviour is frustrating you, it's normally a mirror of yourself. It's something that you've done. They're yeah, showing yeah, you. Yeah. What, they're showing you where you're weakest because mm. they're confronting your weakness daily. And like, so your weakness was, I need validation, mm. and if you don't give it to me, I feel shit. Yeah. And, if I, and, so and then that's your fault, you know. And yeah, and it, yeah. so. How do you remove the need for validation? You remove the validation, right? And then you see what's left. You see how much pain you're in. Yeah, yeah. You see how lonely you feel. Mm. You know, you see how desperate you start acting. What shit, <laughs> shit behaviours you've got. Love me. Yeah, like even, you know, even me, like even today, you know, I was sitting there looking at Instagram. I haven't messaged anybody, but I was like scrolling through, looking at, oh, look at this girl. She might be that. She might be this. Mm. Back of my mind, I've got a little fairy tale going on. I have to, but I said to you before, it's the child and the adult. You yeah, know, yeah. the child is the one creating the fairy tale in your head. Mm. Believes in when I was a kid, I used to love like romantic films. Mm. Like even as a kid, like mm. Bodyguard, one of my favourite films <laughs> ever. I was in love with Whitney Houston because really? I because obviously my mum was so pissed and drunk all the time, mm. had no mum, and I used to look at these women and even Robin Hood as well, both Kevin Costner movies, legend. And uh, <laughs> what? but yeah, I was I looked mm. at the like Maid Marion and and um, her name was Marin actually in um, Bodyguard as well. But I used to look at them and think of them as like, these women could save me. Mm. Like, they'll look after me. Yeah. You know, and that, that imprinted on me. And that's what really drove the desperation to always have uh, a girl within, in my life to make me feel safe. Don't you think it's weird how if you, if you trace back a, like a long time and you see how your life's flavoured by little things. Mm. And like, if I, if I look through my life and, the, and the, like, it's always flavoured by the pursuit of love. Mm. Um, it's a driving like, force behind many well, decisions I'm, I'm that you a, make. I'm a gentle guy, you know mm. what I mean? I'm, I'm very loving and I want to be loved. Um, and, you know, going through that process where you see that, um, you see that your <clears throat> constant desire for love and affection, um, it's not even conscious. You can't even tell or see that it's a real thing, you know what I mean? Um, you can't see that what's a real thing? Well, the, the fact that you're seeking love so much, you just think... I'm living in this fairy tale and she's going to come on. And how many times do you think I've had it where I've met a girl, I've fallen head over heels mm. and then I, I, I'm, 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 you know, within a short space of time, I'm like, no, nah, not this. Or, do you know nah, the, I'm fucked. Do you know the problem with it? The problem with it is, is that there's nobody around you that tells you it's wrong. Well, you, you've got, you, your mates don't tell you it's wrong. Like, like, I hate the advice, you know, when you're like 17, you go for your first heartbreak or 18, and then you go to your mates, and they're like, all right, let's go and get fucking town, smashed. Yeah. Let's go into town. Let's go get wasted. Bang as many birds as you possibly can. It's like the worst advice ever. But that stays the advice. That stays the norm. It stays yeah. what you do, like 28, 29, 30. First thing, Tinder. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, now it's got worse because it's easier. It's so easy. And girls are different now. Girls, it's, you had to work a little bit before, but now I think I, it, there's a certain type, like with the apps, there are certain girls that would just be like, yeah, I'm well up for just a bang. It, like just looking looking at it in a certain way, like the validation from both ends, because both people are looking yeah. for validation. When someone sees a nice guy that comes along and you're both saying all the right things to each other, everything becomes a little bit easier. I, think, I don't know about the right things. I think the things that both of you like to hear, which yeah. basically just means you're both fucked. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. I genuinely think most people, not 98% of people on Tinder are just broken. 
because if they weren't, <laughs> that is the most controversial no, thing ever honestly, I'm not saying I'm not saying all dating apps, specifically Tinder, yeah. because Tinder is so just aesthetic, and it's literally like it's just it, shopping, isn't it? It's oh like yeah, bang, it's, bang, bang, bang. And but I just think that if if you're on there. And especially if you're really good looking as well and you're on there, means why have you found it difficult to stay in a relationship if you're that gorgeous or you're that handsome? There is something dysfunctional about you to be on Tinder. I've got there a, is a problem. I've got a controversial thing to say. Um, <clears throat> like most relationships will start, um, and I would suggest quite a lot of relationships these days, deteriorate so quickly because men get into that relationship and they are either drinking heavily, they've got a massive social life, they're taking drugs regularly, they, they don't like their, their job too much. And they're, you know, normally girls have got their shit together way more than, than lads. And then what we're doing is going through a period of time where men are traumatising women over and over and over again, cheating on them, disappearing mm. for days. Like, I don't know how many women I know that have got, like, relationships. Like, and I know two people and I've got kids with both of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that, that's where I, I, I've... I, I was the I was the fault. I was the one that was corrupting their thinking around men, and um, you know I think that's just an all too common thing these days. And I suppose what we're doing as individuals, and what I'm doing is I'm I'm deciding to spend time developing myself as a man, giving myself the very best chance of being exactly who I say I am when I meet someone, and not needing their validation to prove it. Like mm. I, I, I am already enough. I'm, I'm, and I get that faith from the fact that I have ticked all those boxes myself. Mm. I have got my shit all the way together. Do yeah, you know I mean? well, this is it. And I think I'll go back to the self-worth thing though. I think if you've got a, a self-worth that is so strong, which I don't think many people have. I think everybody has this. This is the problem. Everybody focuses on like the right girl. The right girl. If I meet the right girl, I'll sort myself. It'll out. be no. It'll be fine. Mm. Relationship will be fine. It's what I've been telling myself for the last. Yeah, yeah. No, this next one, she'll be the right one. Oh, this one's different. It's yeah. like knows that the problem is you have got trauma that you have suffered from. You haven't quite healed from it. Don't get me wrong. I've been doing th therapy for four years every week, like 250, 250 hours of therapy at least, plus two plus plus a plus a. Um, 40 hours, so what, I did a uh, four-week stint in rehab, which was eight hours of therapy a day. That's fucking <laughs> Intense. That's a shift. That's so, yeah, I've done, I've done the work. I've been doing the work, but there's, there's, there's certain things I don't think you can heal whilst in a relationship, I mm. think. And that is that, because I've looked at my track record, and this is the thing as well, right? If you're honest with yourself about your reality of dating and your, how you invested you get into it. So as soon as I got clean, I was straight on the apps. I was dating all the time. I was mm. so the first year was just like I was having fun. So everybody kind of condoned it. It was like, yeah, like yeah. All the so lads, if I told them what I'm doing, yeah, yeah, you've done so well, well done, you're clean, go and enjoy. Like, oh great. So yeah, at that point, I couldn't really deny there was anything wrong with what I was doing because mm. I was just kind of enjoying my freedom. Okay, yeah, but in that year, I think I probably sat with about nine people. Okay, so it was like, right, year two. But this is the thing. I wasn't just looking for sex. In every single one of them, I was looking for a partner. Yeah. And that's how short each one lasted because, obviously, I, I, there was never a crossover. 
So I never crossed over with any girls. I never slept with more than one girl at one time. So it lasted for such short periods of time, each one. You did nine in a year? In a year. You're so like that's nine relationship attempts in a year, okay? Never, and as soon as one was out the door, another one was already backed up. Or you would had, <laughs> or you'd already seen people on Instagram or on, or on Tinder Contingency or something. Plan. Yeah, backup plan. Yeah, yeah, I always had to have it. And this is, do you know what I mean? This is the reality. Okay, so this is the reality. <laughs> You're not like that. <laughs> That's the reality of the behaviour, right? Uh-huh. And this is the thing. So if you're going to go out, you know, I've been saying this to some of the some of the lads recently, and like, if you're going to go out with someone, yeah, say you've just broken up someone like day one, and then you're dating someone else, yeah, have you been honest with that person about when you broke up? Oh no. Do you know what I mean? But that's what he said. The relationship starts on a lie. How is it going anywhere? No. How is it going anywhere? It's <laughs> going nowhere. Go. So you've obviously, yeah, you've yeah. started it on a lie. Mm. And if you didn't, so this is the way, either way you're fucked, right? So if you don't, if you lie to them, yeah, you fuck the relationship. It started on a lie. You tell them the truth, they are okay with it. That's the worst scenario. They've got that much little respect for themselves mm. that they don't care that you've just walked out of a relationship. They're quite happy to still entertain seeing Again, you I think because they're another... desperate for your attention or yeah. time from anyone. Well, I think it's a controversial view on that as well because I, I think sometimes a connection can come up and we're looking for, but when we look for that connection, we just tick all the right boxes, don't we? We tick the, the main boxes. We're like, she's this, she's that, she's this. And then they're doing the same thing. He's this, he's that, he's this. Yeah. And it's this amazing thing. Um, but what you've not done is given yourself the time and the space to figure out, right, who am I? What am I about? What do I really want? <laughs> or and give yourself time to learn from the pain that you've just ended a relationship. Yeah, yeah. We learn best from pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. So relationships ended, mm-hmm. you feel no fucking pain because you go straight into another one. So oh, you're just going to repeat the same mistakes. And I'll tell you what, you're shopping when you're hungry because you're hurting. Mm. So the person in front of you, as long as they meet a few boxes, which is really good looking, which is pretty much, yeah. as long as they're really attractive, I'm happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The rest, I'll, I'll blur into the background and I'll make it work. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, and I'll, I'll see what I want to see. And bear in mind, you don't ever see the real person in front of you until five, six months anyway. Yeah. So what they're showing you is just the shop window. They're, they, they, and they're also mirroring you a lot. How whatever yeah, you yeah, say, yeah. they'll mirror back what they, what they think oh, you yeah, want. Oh yeah, that that sounds like yeah, just like yeah, me, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, when I, my relationship, right? When I my last relationship, right? <laughs> so when she when we first started talking, she she told me. She she meditated every day. <laughs> Lol. Yeah. Okay. Bear in mind, all my social media posts had this. Yeah, I meditated every day. I don't really drink. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, she suffered with trauma, but I've worked on it and all of this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Never worked on it. <laughs> Met her, never yeah, done any therapy. Didn't do any meditation. Mm. And she got absolutely steaming drunk the first time there. Winner. Thank you, universe. But this <laughs> we is got the, the same surname. Yeah, I've, I, I spent six, but I spent six yeah. weeks speaking to them, getting so invested. Mm. There was literally, when my previous relationship before that one walked out the door, I was messaging her. Really? That's how quick. You know, that's the amount of time that I left. Right. Yeah, so it's like, that's an addiction. Mm. That, that's right, I need somebody to make me feel better. I think there's two, two versions two versions of a, a coming out of a relationship and into a new one. I think there's the one that you come out really quickly and then you're straight on the apps because you need someone to fix you, right? Whereas, like, the situation I'm, I'm in, like, we, we, we sort of ended... We, we were pretty much done, like, from months before I moved out because there's a new baby and, mm. bless him, 
and her, it's like, you know, I stayed there to try and help and I was so depressed and fucking low and I was just like useless. I was like, couldn't get up in the mornings. It just wasn't, you know, I'd failed again. I'd failed miserably at the mm. thing that I'd, I'd never worked so hard at something in my life and I failed miserably. But because I, it was a relationship I went back to, we spent a year apart, I went back there, worked on myself. She's, she, she liked the changes. I'd, I'd done the changes, mm. but the changes weren't me. So when the me that I want to be came out through the changes, it's like I've, I've adopted a lot of those changes. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to communicate as well we do these days. Mm. I've learned to listen and understand. Or do you think that the changes that you focused on, perhaps for me, weren't the ones you should have been focusing You're on? You're right, 100%. And I couldn't agree I think there more. was a lot more external change. It was more about the way you appear, the way you to make yourself feel comfortable within how you look, as opposed to making, as opposed to just loving you. Well, it wasn't just the physical appearance, because obviously I got in really, really good shape. Um, and it's funny how every time I get a relate, go back to a relationship, I get in really, really good shape because I want to be the best version of myself. Mm. But I never do that for myself. But you tailor that to. You tailor the physique to being the best version of yourself. Well, no, no, no. So th for me now, I'm, I'm back on that pursuit again because I don't, I'm not doing it for somebody else. No, this time you're not. This time it's for me because I want to have my shit all the way together. I want to take the kids mm. swimming. I don't want to fucking feel like a bin bag full of yogurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't, I, I want to feel, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I want to feel like I'm, I'm comfortable and confident. And, you know, I, 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 I think because we separated uh, quite some time ago and then I moved out after and there's a new baby, like, it's a very different, difficult dynamic and something happened to me recently and you're very aware of this. The dating situation. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. I just accidentally came across somebody and like, we just ended up talking and it was one of them things. Where, accidentally? No, well, obviously. Accidentally there was, or oh, yeah, oh, You're going to nudge it along, isn't you? Like, I'm not a knob, knob Let's be real. But, no, Come but on. I wasn't on Tinder swiping. No. I wasn't on Bumble, like, just but looking around. Like, oh, did you slide into some DMs? Let's no, I think... Um, be, be truthful. I think it was a, an emoji. Like I sent, you know, when, when the thing comes up and it was just an emoji and then it developed there and then all of a sudden we're having a right laughing. So there like, was some intent with the emoji. Though. Listen... <laughs> Let me fucking speak, you fucking twat. You're just like, I, prop, just, prop, prop, prop. I just want you to just go, all right, yes. Yeah, I fine, <laughs> fine. I sent the fucking emoji. She's beautiful. What am I going to do? Good, okay. Right, that's right. That's on the page. Now we've ticked that box. <laughs> we've damaged my dignity even further. <laughs> right, I understand. Yeah, I sent the, I sent the emoji and, and then it went, I went into this really like funny and witty place where we're like bantering each other and then it mm. was like, like, um, like I loved it and then we ended up on the phone and we ended up speaking it was the first time I'd spoken to somebody in a really long time and it was like proper click mm. proper click and it wasn't like um, I don't know how to explain it it was a proper proper click anyway oh, I thought it was fucking but you said to me before is the only other people were that you can um, say that were similar were the two serious relationships that you've had that, that, that the, the, I would liken that click yeah to the, to the same as I got with... See, doesn't that scare you, though? No, I, I'm not because scared. Because those... No, no, as in... I would say that they're the wrong things to look for, not the right. Because if, if they were good signs, then you would still be with either one of your exes. No, 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 because no, I turned up to those relationships fucked. With different person, yeah. Completely different guy. But what I did make the mistake of doing is going in at the same depth mm. that I went in before. Mm. And I think those two... The, the, my two ex-partners... Um, had had some pretty tricky relationships before that. So yeah. when I come along shining, riding on my nice little fucking silver horse, mm. you know what I mean? Thing is, I think you, what we do, 
especially as, as insecure and, and uh, perhaps emotionally broken in some way as people, when we ride along, like you say, in, mm. in your, on your horse, in your knight in shining armour, mm. you, you, you portray yourself to be a lot more fixed and a lot more healed than you really are. Not consciously, yeah, subconsciously, well, no, no, but you, and also you rescuing. Do. You like you go in. Do you like to be the savior? Yeah, I am going to save well, you. I'm down your hair. I'm down here now. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm here. I'm here to save I you. I think the thing is with this this one, this instance, like I feel really complete. So as I, soon as you, what with this girl that you, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I feel really complete. And yeah, actually, yeah. I felt more myself in that situation than I've ever felt. And I didn't. Like, I know there's no glaring. But do you think that that's, Do you think that's healthy though? Do you think that's a good no, thing? no, no, no? Yeah. The, no, the unhealthy element of it was the fact that I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't appreciate the, the idea of like space and mm. time and like, oh, let's just see each other here and there. Because what I tend to do as well is I go really deep. I'm, I'm a deep love guy. bomb. Yeah, but all right. <laughs> you know, it is a love bomb. And you know, it does, you see how it makes it's it not, feel It's not prickly. disingenuous though. No, no, no it's, it's not. It's the most authentic yeah, thing ever. of course ever. it is. I'm not saying it is. But like, you, you notice be... how it made me feel prickly then? Mm, mm. Because it is, it is a love bomb. Mm. But that doesn't mean, and it, it's not even love. Mm. It, the thing is that there can be a love bomb that's done with intent, which is to allure and it's done as a deception. No, and, it I, and I know that. I know that's weird. Yeah. You're, you don't want to come across like you are. Like I that. never, it's never not, like that. No, no, no. no, no. I, right I am thing. the same. I can be the same. My feelings at the time are mm. completely genuine. Totally. When I say I'm obsessed with you, I am totally obsessed with you. I think you're incredible. I mm. want to. I want to speak. I want to get to know you. I connect with you so much. We have yeah. so much in common. Like it's all. It's all genuine feeling, but I do think it's unnatural. I don't think it's healthy, well, I and I don't think, think it's. I don't, I, I, and the only reason I don't get me wrong, there is like the chance. Like the, the, what, what you're talking about is like the fairy tale. Yeah, it's this like it's I like pretty. Like... It's like pretty woman. You know, you walk, you walk in. What are the chances that yeah, they but, actually eventually get on but, and they think that they're the world of each other? And I think you believe that fantasy. And when you meet someone and you feel these feelings, mm. you you take it as that film. Yeah. You think that's what it is, the fairy tale, and you think, I found her, I yeah. found the one. Instead of going, actually, the reality is this, I do not fucking know this person at all. Sure. At all. But so these feelings two, are not real. That's two of, like, for me, and I'm going to say this, you know, and this is why I think these conversations are good, and this is what the conversation's for. This is exploring the nature of two men that are trying to figure out their own views on what a relationship is and the right ways to manage them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And... <clears throat> I never want to, because I'm a romantic person, I never want to negate from that initial feeling where I, I put myself forward in that way. What I need to do is, is, is act a certain way, yeah? Not act, but be me, but, but learn to not throw every card on the table at the same time. So mm. provide space. Not, I don't need validation. I don't need this. And when, sometimes when I build a really good connection, what I'll do is I'll go in with this thing and this idea that like, I'm going to make your life amazing. And I genuinely want to do that. But then, you know, I think- I don't have an issue with that either. I, 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 don't, I, I just I, think One thing you said I think there's a big issue with is, is I felt complete when she was there. Or when, oh. when I had her, when, when we spoke, it made me feel complete. And I think until, we, I don't think you should ever meet someone- I also said- Until you are complete yourself. I also said, till you I feel complete. I already feel complete. You do. I already feel complete. No, I mean, now. look at the surprise on your face. You feel complete now. No, I am surprised. Oh, wait, 
I, I don't. I because I don't. I'm nowhere near. I, I know you, but you, I know you're not ready for a relationship. Hence the hoodie that says no birds for a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? No. No. But I, I'm. Yeah. No. I, I. I. Yeah. It surprises me that you feel complete. I, I don't. I, I don't I, feel like. I don't feel like. I have many issues in myself, right? That aren't. I'm. I'm not aware of or treating. No. Mm. I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm a hundred percent of the way there which is where I'm still willing to put myself out in the game because I know no one's never going to be fucking 100%. Are you ever going to meet somebody that's 100%? Are you ever going to meet somebody? Well, this goes back to my philosophy of saying, yes, you will when you are. But then that's your philosophy that then pertains to the concept and the idea of the fucking fairy tale. Because it's a fairy tale. No, if you're secure, like I said to you, if you read the book attached that I give you, Mm. you've got got secure, anxious, attached and anxious, avoidant. Mm. So if you can develop yourself to be a secure person, you can date anyone. Yeah. Probably not an anxious, avoidant because they're a waste of time. Mm. They're just going to hurt you. But you you can date and build a relationship with an anxious, attached. So your dating pool suddenly goes bang like this. And you can meet someone as an anxious attached, which as you know, that's both of our attachment styles at the moment. I'm leaning much more to secure now based on the work that I've done over the last four years, um, which is obviously the four years of therapy. That's getting me closer to the secure attachment style. But if you're anxious attached and anxious attached, you can build a relationship, but it's really hard because you both have to be willing to do the work. You both have to be really working really hard on yourselves independently. And, and have the time oh, yeah. and have the space and have the boundaries and not because bear in mind your anxious attachment style forces you to go like that but, and, but if you mm. want to work as an anxious attached couple you need to learn together to be like that and go together in the same direction well, that's interdependence like yeah but you, <coughs> as, in, if you meet an anxious yeah. attached and this is what I say that connection that you're talking about there where you feel that that wow we are you're, like what you said that's just an anxious attachment that's what all that is I completely and thoroughly disagree with that no I don't I completely well, you, this is where I think what we've got to do then is explore that because mm. the, the, the you know where, where people normally will enter a point in a conversation where there's a head to be butt yeah. I think what we need to do is then well, we explore that because I think your, your view on it is, is fresh out of a relationship and you've formulated this idea for yourself and how you want to be um, then, no, it's research too. Yeah, sure. Research, research and books and everything I've read, which yeah, I've read a lot. Yeah, I've read a lot on relationships. Of course, and I, and I understand that, and that's 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 something that is deeply important to you, so you don't go through the trauma that you've been through again recently. I think for me, what I'm seeing in myself at the moment is like I have this very. I feel it feels like a very noble, um, and I think that word's underused in this day and age. A very noble desire to. Um, to work on myself independently, but I've 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 still got like with all the stuff I've got going on, mm. I've still got ten percent of my life not to want to share with somebody, but to start to welcome somebody in with mm. that space that is a requirement. Now, if I had nothing else going on, and it, you know what I mean, it would be I would be much more inclined to want to fill that big gap. Mm. But like, this is what I mean about being more complete. I've got great friends. I've got a great job. I've got this going on. You know, we've got other things going on between mm. us that are, and you know, with the man cave, you know, what's, mm. what Scotty's doing with the man cave and like being a part of that. I've got so much stuff going on. Actually, at the moment, when I say I feel more complete, I'm not just talking about the healing from past relationships. I'm talking about 
the, the fact that I have all of my boxes ticked. So I didn't really have very many close friends mm. for a long time. I've got close friends. My best mate lives in America. The only time I'd see him is at festivals, you know, um, and when, or when they're back at Christmas and they were just big sessions anyway. I've got, you know, a job that I've, 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 I've landed in last year and I love. I've got, you know, so many things now that I've got to a point in my life where actually I've got so much around me that welcoming somebody into that on a, on a, on a basis of like, I'm not going to jump into this a hundred percent. So I understand your, your feelings about like the, the connection is just an anxious attachment. No, the connection was, I thought completely legitimate, mm. but my behavior around the connection was an anxious attached. Mm. So what's surrounding that attack, that connection. So if I then can manage my behavior around the next time that that connection happens, because they do happen in life. Mm. I know you know that mm. is, it's not the connection that's the problem. It's the attachment, the anxious attachment behavior pattern around the connection. Yeah. Is that what I but mean? I think if you remove the anxious attachment behavior and feeling, then that will, that will lessen that, that uh, fairy tale romance that you're speaking of. It's not to say that you won't meet someone and think, oh my God, they're really, really great. But what you'll be is real with yourself. You'll be real. You can, so this is how I, I've got to that point and I, I've had it, you know, when I, when I met my last, when I was in my last relationship, obviously I had all these red flags that I ignored. <clears throat> yeah. But, and I would sit there and I would say out internally, I was going, oh, this, that, the other fairy tale. Mm. Yeah, child. Mm -hmm. But the adult would step in and say, you don't really know her. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, my child was too strong and it, it, it enabled me to continue with a relationship that I probably shouldn't have. However, although it taught me a lot, and I, know I, had a, I don't think there's any relationship that you shouldn't have technically because even if it doesn't work out to be a good one, it's something that you'll definitely learn from. But you, what you'll be able to do in that situation when you're meeting someone is mm. you'll, you'll feel all that lovely stuff. But when you walk away, you'll go, shut up you idiot <laughs> shut up you child or not shut up you won't even that's not nurturing so maybe you need, you need to nurture the child you need to say listen I understand you're excited I know you are mm. but we don't know this person at all she could be anyone so calm down just I like her too like I like her too so it's like but the thing is what I'm saying to you is the, the, the attachment style is your child so it's about you nurturing that child you you you, you teaching what? him to to not act out because like, like you it. said the acting out is what's the problem yeah. so that child gets so excited with oh the, yeah love me yeah, love yeah, me love yeah, me yeah, yeah. So and, and it has all these behaviours installed in him to to try and get the person to stay with him mm. so that it's person needed, yeah, yeah. This, this child is, is acting out and telling and doing all these things and you want to stop the child so to stop the child though you have to be real and get him into the reality of saying look I know how amazing this feels we've been here before though haven't we yeah we've, we're, that's what you need to say I don't, to him I don't want to live in a world where that's not a possibility but what I have to do in the next instance that that comes up is the child's going to come running to me and be like I met this girl and she's the best and oh my god I love her <laughs> you know what I mean and then I, I want to be able after to sit one. down yeah, after date one after date one Whatever date it is, yeah, yeah lol. <laughs> All right. But I want to be able to sit down with the child and say, you know what? Maybe, maybe you do feel like that. Maybe that is the way, mm. right? What we're going to do now is we're going to try and figure out a way to do this properly. Mm. And that's all I'm trying to do. But mm. I'm still going to feel those things. And when I see that person again, I want to explore that connection because what I'm not doing is I'm not telling myself. And I think, I think maybe because of, and I could be wrong, I think maybe because of the, the fact that you're fresh out of the relationship and you've got this real aversion to 
the, the, the idea of a relationship, actually, if that spark comes along to you now, let's say we went out. We went I out wouldn't home. do it. No, I but, wouldn't uh, do it. Yeah, but then what you're doing is eliminating the possibilities. It's irrelevant because you're cutting them off. It's, no, because I'm be not. Irrelevant. I'm not. I know because I'm not ready. So if I, I'm, I know. When I'm are not, you ready? I'll know when I'm ready. I know when I'm ready because I know. And then I'll when know, that magical spark comes no, along. No, because so listen. What what I'm understanding about myself more now by not having somebody there to focus on is mm. that actually there's a lot of Zach that isn't right. Mm. There's a lot of behaviours. There's a lot of like getting, I'm short-tempered at yeah. the minute. I'm irritable because I don't have my comfort blanket. Yeah. The relationship and the, the, the pursuit, either the relationship or the pursuit of a relationship or the attention and the validation, they are blankets mm. that protect us from feeling legitimately how we genuinely feel on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. They, they stop us the same as what? Drugs, exactly the same. As an addict, I don't think this necessarily applies to everybody, but as an addict, to, to us, validation is the same as drugs. It, it basically stops you feeling all of the things that are really there. Mm. It stops us. So with that validation, you don't have to feel worthless because it's there. There's someone there telling you that you're great because they're there. They're interested in you. They're sending you text messages. They're, they're telling you good night. They're waking up saying, I miss you and all of that. Yeah. All validation, yes, 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 yes. Remove it. Remove it entirely, none. Then see how you feel. Then you'll net, this is, so that's where I'm at now. Now I'm starting to see, okay, you're quite short-tempered, you're irritable, you're quick to anger. And none of these things happen, by the way, in a relationship. When I have the girl there, these are a lot less. So that, that drug is, is working for me. So I've noticed now I've got it all taken away. Probably as well, I'm a little bit more in pain after just coming out of it, yeah. you know, six weeks. But all these behaviours that are there, that sometimes maybe I'd have an argument with my ex and say, oh, you, I, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be like that. And right. actually, no, yeah, you are. You are. You are like that. I can't blame her now. I can't blame anyone now. And I've got nobody to distract me from myself and how I behave. Yeah. And I'm aware. I'm watching. I'm watching myself every day, journaling every single day about how I feel. The distractions. So I said to you earlier, I've got nothing really bad going on, but my brain is trying to attach to other people's crap. Why? Mm. Why do it? Because I'm needed distraction. But you're right, okay. so, like, it's the solving of a complex problem. And I think inherently men have, have a desire to solve problems. I think for me, that's how I feel. Is like, <clears throat> even if it's subconscious, sometimes I've solved the problem through chasing and pursuing relationships. And I'm inherently... So you think you've solved the problem or no, 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 you no, have no. solved the problem? No, no, I'm thinking at the time I'm solving the problem mm. and the problem is subconscious. So I'm, I'm not even aware I'm trying to solve that as a problem mm. when I'm in the pursuit of a relationship. Mm. But what I've decided, like, because what you've said to me has made so much sense across the time. And I think the analogy that we came with the other day makes sense to mm. me. We'll we, do the analogy no, in a minute. No, we'll have to finish. talk about the analogy because it does make sense because we're all at different stages and all at different points in our journey. And what mm. we've managed to come up with is the, not only the analogy which helped us frame where I'm at, where you're at mm. in the whole process, mm. but also given, given us um, an example of why men particularly should take some time when they come out of a relationship to really take stock of what went wrong on their part. Mm. And that for me, I've understood, but I was already, see the biggest thing about my problem previously about the relationship I went back into last time was I changed myself. And right now I feel like I'm more myself than I've ever felt. And I'm not willing mm. to sacrifice that for anyone. I will continue to be and will always be exactly who I am. So mm. the person that I do meet and that spark happens, 
I haven't got to fucking put any other work in. I am what I am. Mm. If you cannot take me in this way, that's fine. As long as I've not got any fucking, I haven't got fucking debt coming out of my ear, I was on a drug problem or fucking cheating on, like, you know what I mean? Mm. All, all things that men commonly go into relationships with, you know, ill intent, not even conscious ill intent, but it's ill intent. For me now, it, it really is. And, it, and I could never be, this would be, the, you put a lie detector on me right now. I'm not actively in the pursuit of a relationship with anyone. Mm. I am open to the idea of a connection arriving in my life mm. because my deepest desire, you know, I want to be successful. I want to have a beautiful family. I want a lovely home. I want a nice car. I want, you know, all of the material things because they're hard to get. Mm. I want to be in good shape because they're hard to get, mm. you know, and, and all, quite a lot of those things I have already. Mm. And, you know, for me now, it's about just making sure that I am the very best I can be at all times, the best I can be possibly. Mm. Because at times you're not the best. Life mm. will turn up, shit will happen, and you will not be your best. But being with somebody that can then take you that you are 99% of the way there. Because I guarantee when you get into a relationship and it's a very highly emotional situation, any relationship puts you in a heightened sense of emotion. The mm. time you spent on yourself is only going to treat the symptoms of that by a certain degree. Mm. You're not going to be a hundred percent. Otherwise you'd be Buddha. You wouldn't be able to, you'd be in a relationship like anything you do or say does not affect me. What my life no, is, is not I, affect you. I'm not saying that's what you are. I'm saying that's what one would have to be in order to just go through a relationship in a pain-free way. Relationships are hard. No, no, yeah, relationships are definitely hard, 100%. Hard. But I think, I think they're easier if, if, if yeah, one of them, if one of them secure. 100%. Do you well, know what I mean? I and if you've worked both. on yourself, and the thing is, the last, bearing in mind, right, I had 28 years, to, uh, 29 years, 29 years of my life of nothing but suffering, pain, drugs, addiction, trauma, abuse, neglect, nothing. That's all I knew for 29 years. Yeah. Okay, then bang, stopped. And then, yeah, I've started working on myself. Don't do drink, don't do drugs anymore. But then I've gone into having relationships. Where was the time to really understand me? Don't get me wrong, I have done the therapy and I am learning, but I've always had a blanket. I've always had that blanket. And I don't think anyone, my personal view is anybody can really know themselves until they remove them. And I don't mm. think anybody should be willingly dating. Like I look back now at my, as my, at my uh, relationship endeavors or partner endeavor mm. as unfair to the people that I was dating. Right. Because I, well, it wasn't unfair at the time, but now I look back at it and think if I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't ever have dated any of them. Yeah. Because it wasn't fair to, I was leading them into a false sense of security, like I was going to be this great guy, which I, at the time I genuinely felt in every sense, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. I said was true. Mm. I did not feel like I, was, I wasn't lying to these people. I wasn't lying to anybody that I'd met. Mm. I genuinely had these feelings, but I was fresh, do you know what I mean? Fresh out of 29 years of hell. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And and I hadn't fixed I hadn't fixed what was broken. And I yeah. and I've done four years of therapy on on being fi on fixing what's broken, and I'm still not fixed. Yeah. Okay. So when you say to me you feel more complete, and I know that you obviously you haven't done any therapy yet, I'm like you've had similar different difficulties in your life, and I'm saying how what magic thing have you done that that's made you complete? Do I have to say the word ayahuasca? 
I know you're going to say that, but I, again, I, and I, I can't, I can't comment on that mm. until I've gone and done it, which we will be doing together, and that will be part of the podcast, and that will be part of the documentary. But I still don't. You drop the drop, 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 drop. I can't even say the drop word. Drop the documentary. Bomb already, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I can't. But upon speaking to you, and obviously the conversations we had the other night, I can see that there's a lot of pain there. There's a lot of unsolved trauma there. There's a lot of unsolved. And I think. Can the, you help the, me understand what you mean? Where, where, where about to, the, the feelings about? with regards to your parents, the biggest one. Everything with regards to your relationship with, with women will be down to the relationship with your parents. And your self worth, your self worth, your low self worth comes from the oh. way your parents treated you, correct? Well, I want to preface that with my parents have been there my whole life and they've had to work through some incredibly difficult things mm. right and there was no, i don't think any intent or malice required in 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 the way i felt my parents have done the very best they've kept a roof over our heads they mm. fed us they took you know our christmases were always beautiful we had a lovely lovely life mm. there was a lot of stuff in my life which was related to being at school and not fitting in, starting mm. puberty late and being bullied there. And mm. then also, you know, at certain times there was, you know, situations which made me feel frightened or scared or, you know, and maybe I was a bit more delicate than most. And sensitive. I, sensitive is the word, yeah. you know. So I will never blame my parents for it because I, I, don't, I don't want to drag their it's not names. Necessarily like, a, it's not know. a blame. It's not a blame. It's just an observation of, yeah, of, of the course, circumstances yeah. that yeah. led to your, your insecurities or low self-worth. And it's not to say that they, picture, they, right? they didn't look at you and just bully you for your whole life. And no. it's the same. Like, my, like I said to you, it was, my childhood was, was deeply traumatic. Mm. And, but I can look at the situation now and I can actually understand. You know, I can understand understand why my dad hard being a parent isn't it I can understand why my dad became violent you know I don't condone it it was stupid just break up you know mm. divorce straight away as soon mm. as my mum you know she became an addict and was you know she wasn't trying to, do, to get sober in any way shape or form and she wasn't serving him anymore mm. walk away but he was too insecure and he was too dependent codependent so again imagine that he completely lost his dependent partner so mm. you know He's coming home after working three or four jobs, so I get it. You know, he turned extremely violent with her, extremely violent with us, but that that affected us. But he he couldn't manage. And my mum, she, you know, she had her own traumas that she'd suffered yeah. with. You know, yeah. as a child, she went through lots of horrible stuff that she'd never healed from. So it's just infecting well, us. And it just moves down the line, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Me, so like, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're the uh, the reason I am the way or the why I was the way I was. It's not sure. them to blame. Yeah. You know, they definitely could have made it better. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, there was many circumstances that, that, that led to my insecurities and my sure. low self-worth um, but it's this is the thing about trauma in any sense mm. it was not your fault it happened to you as a child oh, yeah. it was never your fault that it happened to you but when you get to a certain age well, it you, is your responsibility to fix the damage. Yeah. Doesn't, and that's the unfair well, thing. Otherwise, you're just going out there this, and causing yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm this, an this, example of that. Like, I've caused so much. And, and this is the thing. And, so I, and I think shit. the focus in lots of people, like yourself, is always about, you know, the house, the cars, and, and the, the body, the, the aesthetic. And I want to look good to feel good, which I agree with. There's a real good science behind looking good to, to build self-worth. That is one. But I do think there is so much on, on the the inside that needs to heal, the, the understanding of your behaviours, the understand. like, I unravelled so much about who I am and what, like, there is so many behaviours that I have had and some I still have, but a lot of which I've got rid of through basically, is therapy is bringing what's in the subconscious to the conscious mind. 
okay, so I act and I treat and say and do things in a certain way to certain types of people and I don't know why. They don't agree they don't agree with my moral compass, but I'm doing them, you know, talking about my twenty nine years of crap. Um, why? Okay, so in therapy I've understood all of these behaviours. And this is one thing I don't think ayahuasca can give you. So I don't think it can. I don't think it can get I don't think it can label every single trauma and every single behaviour. It can't I don't know, you can tell me the answer after this. Yeah. You, did you can you walk away from ayahuasca knowing every single behaviour you've had and knowing every single traumatic event in your life that made that happen yeah. and and uh, yeah, so it can't. And that's the only and I think you have to do the work. And I think I think from what I understand about ayahuasca is that it, it relieves some of the pain and allows you to kind of remove the fog and go into the direction you're supposed to be going. I can I can completely and utterly understand why you would have that view because there is nothing that comes free. You have no. to work on yourself. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know about you or anybody else and I don't really care about how, what everybody else does. I know in my heart that I have worked hard to change myself for, for, around because I was a fat, insecure, low self-esteem, low self-worth, mm. drug addict with fucking no prospects, no hope. I was, better, I was lazy. I couldn't mm. do anything. I just wanted to just drink and sniff all the time, mm. right? And for the last nine years, since my little girl was born, I fought myself to try and get back up and get back mm. up and get back up. And I've gone like this, like this, like mm. this. So ayahuasca in the last three years mm. solved more for me than that entire nine year journey mm. in three ceremonies. Mm. And it didn't solve it. What it does is it unravels the way your brain functions around the trauma. So it's not the trauma, mm. it, it heals you from the trauma, but it changes the way you see yourself. Mm. So in the last ceremony, I came away from it realizing like on paper, you have everything, mm. yeah? And since I've come back from that retreat, I have, I You've have achieved been, a lot. I've achieved a hell of a lot, mm. but also consistently maintained my feeling in myself of comfort in who I am. Mm. And in fact, I've never felt more okay being the man that I am today. Mm. I know that I can, look, I might be a bit soft around the edges. I might be a bit, you know, out of shape at the moment, in my opinion. Yeah? Most people say you're mental. Mm. Okay, but I'm not in the condition I want to be, right? That's fine. I, I, I don't have the relationship I want right now, yeah? And these are minor details, but I feel like I have everything else. All of the opportunity, all of the friends, all of the relationships, all of the friendships, like just everything that I need in the middle of my life, my kids and my, my happiness. I have all of that in the middle, my focus, my, my energy. Mm. Who I am is the core of that. And then these other little minor details will come to me when, when I'm ready, mm. but I can promise you that, you know, and I know this is going to happen, you know, which is why I want to shoot this whole thing, is when we come back from the ayahuasca, mm. I promise you the podcast after that, you will have a very different opinion on what that can do for you. Because if you, if you say that you've, you've, you've you spent time working on minor details, big details, minor details, whatever they are, trying to change the behaviours, yeah? Mm. But what you're trying to do is change them from your conscious and drill them into your subconscious, yeah? Ayahuasca goes straight into the subconscious and undoes it. So it's gone. I don't have the same resentment and fear around my thing. Well, but you I've, do have the same behaviours in a relationship, which you've said. But then I've not got any of the same behaviours anywhere else. 
But, the, but okay, so... So food is a good example, right? When people can't overcome the very simple thing of food, when mm. somebody is telling, oh, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight, I want to lose weight, yeah? Mm. They can't do it because mm. it's that simple, very simple, don't eat shit, go to the gym. Mm. Eat less uh, eat mm. less calories than you're going to burn in a so day. Lots of people can, though. There's some people that but can't. There's a some... massive portion of this country that cannot do it. Otherwise, mm. Weight Watchers mm. and the fucking Slimming World wouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because people are perpetually on a diet. How many people do you know, I lost weight back then and now mm. I'm, not, I'm not there anymore? You know, because people people lose weight. But like this is me, something I've always been it. able to do, though. Yeah, but I've, I've, I've never been able to keep it off. Yeah, I can get in good shape, but you're yet to, to see whether that's that's going to stay like that because no, but, you're at the beginning. No, because, no, because well, the way that I see it is, I, I function the best when I'm disciplined. Mm. And what I'm trying oh, to yeah, exercise, everybody is, does, everybody and I'm trying does. to exercise discipline around this stuff. So, so when you know when 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 we had pizza yesterday, I didn't want to really eat too much of it because I'm trying to be disciplined around that because yeah. that fuck it button that I press is like right pizza, ice cream, sweets. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so that's like a complete undoing of the net calorie deficit that you've had over the week. Yeah. So for me now, it's like me ticking off my physique box is because I want to maintain good solid condition and show my kids how to eat and what to eat and when to eat it. I want to show that I'm competent in my understanding of what the words dis what the word discipline means because I don't want to always have to go, I'm disciplined, I'm disciplined, I'm disciplined. Something bad happens and I fall off the wagon, mm. right? I want to maintain that core discipline Mm. throughout my life so mm. I can maintain the condition that I know I function best in mm. so it's like giving myself the, the most reliable car to drive around in mm. and I like the car mm. yeah it's a nice car that I've bought is this linking back to Ayahuasca or have we gone no off? no no, no. I've sort of just gone off piste a bit <laughs> but I'm just trying to say to you like the, 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 you know the whole the whole thing with Ayahuasca is I realised that I was enough to, to get all of that stuff that I want yeah. You know, the body, the relationship, the thing. Because what my biggest problem was, and what I didn't see, is the validation has come from that. Like the last relationship thing that I had, the last, it wasn't even a relationship, the last time that I felt, I felt a connection with somebody, yeah? Right? When, when she was like, no, 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 there's too many tricky things in, in, involved in it. I can't do it, yeah? I didn't go off all sad and depressed. It was like, no, I'm sweet, I'm mm. enough, I'm mm. cool. So that's changed. So all I've taken from that situation is like, okay, now the behaviour next time needs to change. Mm. I didn't go off in like, oh, straight out Tinder, blah, blah, blah. I just, you know, it's fine. It's cool. I appreciate your, your decision. So with fine. the last time you did the, the physique thing, which you did to the highest possible degree. Yeah, sub 10%. I was okay, so clean, yeah. with that came lots of validation through posting social media, correct? Lots. I think you posted bit, a lot of social media, more, didn't you? Yeah, but more everywhere else, more wherever I went. So, do you think this time round you could not post any video, any photos or videos of your physique? I wanted to have a. I'm, I'm having a photo shoot when I've done it. Yeah, but but not to post online, just well, for you. My, my photo make it just for you. Yeah, well, my, 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 the last one was right because when I achieved that, I took my little girl on a three-hour car journey to go and shoot with a guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Thomas, he's fantastic. Fantastic guy, a really great shoot. Because he, he well, my little girl was there, she put a gym kit on and we trained. Mm. And we went round and I told her what all the stuff did. And I, I, I demonstrated to her, we went another five guys after, yeah? Mm. And like, I demonstrated her what the, what the ethics of doing something important for yourself is. Mm. I did. But this is what I'm saying. If you're doing it for yourself, do you need to post any of it on social media this time? I, I, I understand what you're saying. 
Because what's, what's the because, point? Because well, you, you, I think you, you have a very strong view on the fact that everything that you do that you need to tell somebody else is for validation. No, if you're posting on social media, I believe it is. If you're, you're saying you're doing it for you, why does it need to go on there? Other than people to tell you you look good. Well, th that timeline, actually, I looked through earlier when my, my, um, my ex-partner asked me to remove the kids from there because it's now public profile. Is there any other reason, though, that I, you can I, say? If, I, if you let me get to the end of the point, I'll tell you. Like, so when I went on there, I actually went back through my timeline and saw who I've become mm. over the term. Mm. I actually went back through my own social media and mm. saw from the very start of my journey, yeah. when I set it up in 2016, when I wrote my first book, when I did my first fitness journey. Yeah. And I've watched from there. So and you I've, think that's a good benefit to have? To be able to look back. Couldn't you just do that in your own photos, though? Yeah, of course. So where's the benefit of putting it online? But then, like... What is it about putting it online? I, I'm finding this really prickly. Mm. Really prickly. Well, that's actually. good. It's not... Because it means it's touching a point that... No, I think it's just over, 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 over-egging, over-egging a viewpoint on validation. I think it's way over-egging it. Because we all use social media. And then you've got a very, very stern view on filters. I don't think anyone should use filters ever. I don't no, think, I don't think you know, everything's validation, everything's this no, no, and that. No, 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 I, I, said, I, I said I don't think that people, I, I said I think people that use uh, filters in every single photo are insecure. That's what I said. I didn't say mm. people shouldn't use filters. People can use filters, people use filters for their business, for their marketing, if they're selling their body is in terms of being a model and everything like that, filters are yeah. absolutely fine. But somebody who's using it, and if someone is using filters to a healthy degree where it's like, I don't know, the odd one here and there, that's yeah. fine. But... If your every photo is a filter, it's a problem. You know, yeah. it's a problem that you're, and I think it's it's unhealthy for the the person doing it because they keep getting this view of somebody that's not themselves, and they get disappointed with the mirror, the mm. real mirror. So it's not just a validation. Then I'm going to say, like obviously, as a person in the terrain that, that's out there in the world now, there's mm. always going to be a bit of validation. There's yeah. going to be some degree of like, please see me for the work that I've put in, mm. but I can. I can, I promise you that everything I did, right, is because I knew how much I'd suffered in my life. And I don't mean at the hands of other people and whatever yeah. else. I suffered internally. I was broken yeah. and I was damaged and I found a way out and I kept finding new ways out and I kept pushing. And one thing that all my, all everybody that I know, my family, everyone, is I don't fucking give up. Mm. I never give up. If I want something, I will fucking fight tooth and nail for it. Why do you think after putting so much work into it, you kind of hit a bit of a reset, a bit of a snag? Because I could, because I know exactly what it is. Like I did, I went and sat with ayahuasca twice, yeah, mm. and I came back into the relationship, and I was like, from you could draw a line in the sand where I where I got better, and I went forward. Got I, I was I did a course. I paid two grand for the course. Great course. Um, I went through the whole process. I wrote a fucking 25,000 word essay on it. It was 60 hours of content. I did it twice, mm. right? So I went to an unhuman level of effort to get better at relationships, which I still have a great capacity for. But the relationship I got back into, I started to realise I don't get what I want out of a relationship. I don't know what I need, what I want mm. out of a relationship. And, you know, to, to notice that, I started noticing the changes in myself as being not me. Mm. And then when I expressed my desire to go and sit with a medicine again, she was like, I don't want you to. And I understand completely why. Again, mm. I'm not going to talk bad about anyone. I understand. Mm. I get it. It's fine. 
but I just felt like, no, I, I can't be myself. And then the more I moved through the relationship, I just felt less and less like myself. And then by the end of it, I was just, like, I went to a couple of festivals. I fucking love those festivals. Mm. I love the music. It's just it's such an important part of me. People will get to know it and people know that that is a massive part of who I am. I can't get rid of it. I can't shake it. I don't want to shake it. Mm -hmm. um, and I got back from a couple of those festivals and I come back and I walk through the door and I was like, this happened, that happened, I saw this, I was there, this happened and that happened. She's like, oh yeah. And it's nice mm. that she lets me go, but I didn't feel- That sentence itself is bad though, isn't it? Yeah, I just She felt, lets me go. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, she allows me to do that for myself, mm. which I appreciate her doing because as a drug addict, it's difficult. It's not difficult to- put to the trust in someone, yeah. Yeah, but when I, <clears throat> when I um, realised that um, I was unable to be myself, I'm mm. silly. I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit soft. Mm. But what she doesn't like as well is the aggression I have in me. Mm. Like out in the world. I'm not scared of anyone. Mm. I don't find confrontation difficult. I mm. don't find like, I have no problem saying something to somebody if they need to hear it. And mm. I've got no problem standing up for other people in public. I won't watch someone get bullied. I can't do it. Mm. But people think, oh, she, she, you know, there's a soft element to me, but then there's this, Manly men, like, I'm not afraid of confrontation, mm. but I also don't like it, I don't want it, and I'll do a lot to avoid it. Um, but I really feel like, you know, the journey I've been on to become the man I am today has taken me realizing the factors of my, my character that don't work or serve the person I want to be truly. Like I don't want to be aggressive with people. I don't want to be fucking dishonest. I don't want to be a drug addict. I don't want to go out to sessions all the time. I don't want to go, you know, and, you know, talk shit down the pub. Sometimes it's nice for an hour or two, mm. but then I get bored of it. I just want to go home. Mm. I want to go to the gym. I want to do something for myself. And when I stop doing all those things, I rot. Mm. When I don't do those, you know, you, your practice that you're in it. I mean, I mean, mm. you can tell everyone about your practice, but your practice at the minute is fucking rock solid. I've stayed mm. here a few times and you're just like, I'm staying at that end of the house mm -hmm. for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to do my meditation. I'll do my breath work for half an hour. Mm. Yeah. I'll do my cold water. Yeah. I'll get out of bed when I want. Mm. And then... I'll then you can up. have some of my time. Yeah, yeah. And because that's this is, yeah, I always think it's just about, for me, that's my understanding of healing self-worth is, is those is healing low self-worth, sorry, is to do those things. Mm. Every single day for yourself, no matter what, no matter who's there. And like, I think you've acknowledged it as well yourself and what you do is that you have these routines, but when you get into a relationship, you start to compromise them because... The love's better. <laughs> Love me. I don't know if it's about the love's better. You don't want to let them down or you don't want to make, you don't want them to think that that's more important than how much you love them. Yeah. And it's, you, you don't love them, but you've also got to be willing to set boundaries and say that, look, I need to love me and give this to me so that I can be the one you want me to be. Mm. And if you keep saying, they, but this is the little clever thing that I see that happened in my relationship was, they won't say, no, you can't do that. But they'll, it's a look. Yeah, but it's a feeling. That you're, yeah, yeah. Why are you going it might, again? Be a, it might be a look, or oh, do you need to do that? It's not. They're not going. You can't do it. And then if you then if you end up stopping, they'll go. Oh, I never told you to stop. But you didn't make it easy, and you weren't really supporting what I was trying to do. You know what I mean? And I think a healthy relationship should be. You know, my idea would be that that they understand how much you need to do for yourself, and they respect it, and they support it, and they would expect the back it back the other way. That brings up a good point. To you. What is your ideal relationship? What, like to you now, as a, as, a, as a man, if you were to say, you know, 
that that because it, it always starts with attraction as particularly out mm. in the world the first thing is she looks great mm. second thing is the bond where you're like oh my god she's funny she's cute she's witty blah 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 mm. right but beyond that then comes the characteristics and the mannerisms that are required to keep you feeling happy because I don't think no matter how secure you are I don't think any relationship would you would have a set of core values yeah. that would need to be met yeah I right? think um the values of the relationship is quite simple. In terms of what do I want from them, like they, the physical is important for me. Mm -hmm. I think I need to be really so attracted to them. Well, yeah. I have to be. To a certain degree, there has to be a real level of attraction, both physically and emotionally, mm -hmm. you know, with their personality and with the way they look. But they have to be both. I can't just have one. That's just me. You can say I'm vain. You can say I'm shallow for wanting someone who's aesthetically as pretty as they are on the inside. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, I disagree. I feel I deserve both. And they deserve to have both too. Yeah, sure. Um, that's just how I am. Um, in term, there's just got to be trust. There's got to be trust, but this is the biggest thing. This is the one that is difficult that lots of people, I think, will struggle with is you have to argue well. You have to be able to argue really well with each other. You mm. have to be able to disagree well and not be horrible and cruel when things are getting difficult. And if you can do that and you respect the person, you've got the attraction... You know, you, you, you admire them. They admire you. They adore you. You adore them. And you can argue really well. You can support each other in your arguments, even when you're against each mm. other. If you can do that, I think you've got a really good shot. Okay. It's not to say that it would definitely work, but I think if you can tick those boxes, and I think that's what I struggled with. I can't argue well at the moment because I can get triggered. Um, and so could my ex. We both have childhood trauma, severe and when it got heated, it got really heated. And I had got to a point where I started to learn to not say and do things that really triggered me, that, that were horrible. Because I, if I got met with something really horrible, I, my an instant response is, I'm going to throw something as vicious, if not worse, back at you. Mm, that's not a nice place to be, is it? When you it's get not, it's not, and it's not. And, that, that, and I did work through therapy with this, and the way I learned to stop that was, I, le I wanted to, so again, this is why I always say promoting therapy, is that where, where does that ability come from? Because I could cut through. Like, if you're going to try and beat me, if you're going to try and beat me with words, you're not, okay? And, and, yeah, yeah, you get me to a certain point, I'm going to yeah. cut through you mm. right, with a knife in one sentence, you'll sure, be, yeah. and you're going to be on the floor emotionally. You're going to be done. And I'd say something, and I'd just instantly be like, was that me? Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. So you'd always end up losing the argument anyway, because you might have been in the right at the start, and you've but you've allowed them to take you into a place that that um, triggers you to the point where you've become your worst self. Yeah. And so I worked back with my therapist about how, how where's this ability come from? And, yeah. and I think I might have spoke to you about it before when I said it was, it was to do with my mum and dad fighting and life. My dad was literally smashing my mum's head through a sink, for example. That's serious. Yeah, savage. <laughs> um, I, I had learned this ability to say something even <coughs> at the age of like seven or eight that was so knife cutting to mm. my dad that it would stop him hitting her. So I had learned this, I'd learned, and also I would say something to my dad if he'd really hurt me or he'd done something to piss me off, I'd say something vile. It's just vile, mm. you know. I do, and my mum did it to him as well. She told him I wasn't her, his son. Yeah, 
so you can imagine how my relationship drop. yeah you can imagine how my yeah. yeah my relationship was with my dad and obviously we'll go into that on the next one but mm. but so I learned that ability there and it's like a defense technique it's like right when all the fucking chips are down throw that fucking Hail Mary and that's what I when I'm in a really state of vulnerability a real state of vulnerability or I'm getting backed into a corner I'll write okay here's my secret weapon have it so when it comes to the, the, the concept of the perfect relationship mm. like the conventional boxes get ticked mm. which is you know attractive we get on well we laugh a lot mm. we've got we don't have to I don't think you have to have similar interests oh sorry one more really important a great sex life is so important I think this is a fucking interesting topic oh right? it's because essential for me right despite what what women think Particular, I don't know whether it's to me, but there was a particular feeling around intimacy when, for me, intimacy and, and sex, right, is an exchange of two people willingly and with desire wanting to spend time mm. fucking... Fornicating. Yeah, fornicating. <laughs> what I don't want to end up in a situation with is, is I feel the aroused and I want to go for it yeah I don't want to lay on my side and fucking poke her in the back of my knob four times and then be like rejected seven times at eight yeah, uh, you know what yeah. I mean it's seven got to be a mutual of, thing you're equally in, as invested into into each other I don't want to be the instigator every time no no I, I want to be the instigator some of the time 100% I want to come home sometimes should be, and be equal I think that for, for, for an important factor of the sex life for me just for me I don't care about what anybody else mm. is like we're all different some people mm. like fucking really weird shit yeah, yeah. I don't mind right like if I was to talk about it 70% I want lovey dovey cuddly fucking lovely mm. lovely yeah 30% of the time I want to be disgusting yeah <laughs> I want to be disgusting and that's fine and whatever degree of disgusting is sort of dictated by everybody's the, got a different degree of disgusting yeah, yeah. oh my god like and I don't, from what something. I know of you I know that disgusting isn't probably as bad as what people are thinking right yeah, now yeah no because no, like, <laughs> for me yeah, I'm not that disgusting you know what I mean but I, like there, there's times where it does get heated and I, I, call, I, it, I, I call it like this I separate it like this fucking and making love yes yeah, I want to fuck or I want to make love yeah I'd like with you I'm the same most for the most part I much more enjoy making love but there's sometimes where you just want to fuck yeah <laughs> yeah like and you know sometimes the little quickies here and there and yeah. I think that's important yeah, 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 for the relationship yeah, yeah. but uh, you know sometimes the value on that is not is not is not viewed in the same way that it is for me because for me it's not the exchange of sex it mm. is the desire and that being met with desire or wanted, being wanted, want, being wanted mm. and feeling inclusive. Like, mm. I don't want to come in and be like, oh, you're gorgeous, I love you, like... And then, like, later on, we get in bed and I'm trying to fucking poke you with a boner, like... I don't want to be rigi very regimented, regimented yeah, and orchestrated. I, I don't want it to be like that all the time. I always, like, I want it to be, like, sometimes... Like, this is where it goes back to me being very simple, right? Mm. I will be and treat my partner with as much love, care and respect as I can. Mm. at all times yeah like let's remove the drug addiction to one side let's remove like all my past flaws aside so the next relationship I get in I know that I'm going to be able to manifest a great relationship for somebody I know I am I have no doubt in myself as long as we learn to argue well mm. good point but for me 
like having the core love for each other and the ability to go and do your own life and they go mm. and do their own life. Boundaries. Boundaries, yeah. So I've never learned about boundaries. I used mm. to always get annoyed with my ex because she used to talk about boundaries a lot. And, you know, I didn't understand them. But what I'm learning is actually I've got to put my own boundaries in place yeah. because I want to be able to see my friends, not mm. like down the pub getting pissed. What it's, I want it's to self-worth do. time. It's, it's everything what you need for yourself is, is to put, implement those boundaries. Which of course. Is, which is why I say at the beginning of a relationship when you do that love bomb whole situation you completely void yourself of all boundaries that give everything to you that you need later down the line and I've so, made that that's, so that's what happens so when you get to that six month point and you're thinking oh actually I want to take a bit back for myself the boundaries haven't been set They've, mm. it's been it's been this this dynamic has been set up that doesn't suit what you really need yeah it's based on the the, the the first initial attraction and obsession and lust and all of that which what I would call the anxious attachment that's what I think that's what happens and that's why it's it's it is something you need to go in and out of, I think, to, to try and learn how to come back out of yeah, and to stop yourself. 100%. Well, I think, like, just to move back to that that, that, that instance I had recently, right? Mm. Like, the connection was there and it was like, I was just being myself and she really liked it. Mm. And, you know, I have got a fumbly way of talking sometimes when I like someone I'm a bit giddy and like, really? And I really? Like, yeah, sometimes. Well, yeah. I never noticed yeah, it. <laughs> but I don't mind that about myself, right? <clears throat> because, you, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice quality to have, I think. Mm -hmm. And also, like, when, when I feel the connection, when I know it's there, I want to give myself to it because I'm not scared of losing somebody these days. I'm not. I, mm. I've always come out the other side. I've always been fine. I'm mm. not scared of losing someone, so I'll be myself. But one thing that, like, particularly with, in that situation, like that's, since we've spoken about it, I'm shutting the door on all women, right? I'm not mm. interested in relationships. I'm not interested in dating. The only thing I've done, right, is occasionally I will... I've got Bumble on my phone, right? I'll occasionally go through and swipe and see if there's girls I find attractive. Mm. And you don't get matched often on there. Mm. It's not one of those things. And if somebody matches me, I'll look and then, you know, mm. yeah, I'll either explore it or I won't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not shutting the door. But what I'm not doing is running around, swipe, 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 swipe. Oh, she's message back, let's message, message, message. Yeah. Right? If I see somebody that I find attractive, I won't, I won't back down, because this is the thing I've got to overcome, like mm. today in the gym. You know, if there's something I want to do, like I, there was two girls that I was having a bit of banter with in the gym, and then they they went over to somewhere else, and I went, you know, I went over there and I said, look, I'm I'm I'm, I'm moving up this way. I don't really know anyone around here. Like, do you mind if I have your Instagram? And I was shitting myself going over there. There was, group, was groups of men around. I was just shitting myself, and I thought, no, overcome that and go, because if mm. you don't, you, you'll never know, right? Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not seeking. I'm just not pushing doors gently, I think. Mm. Um, and you might think that's mental or wrong, but I, at the moment I feel like, you know, when, when we talk about feeling complete, I do feel complete. The most complete I've ever felt. But mm. that might only be 75%. Mm. Yeah? And I'm willing to play with the other 25%. I'm willing to continue to work on that and build it up a percent at a time. There's only one person at the moment in my life I feel like I have left the door open for. Mm. One person. And I'm, I'm not seeking anybody else. I think the percentage on complete or being complete, well, it changes with time and perspective. Yeah, yeah. Like if you'd have asked me at year one of my recovery how I felt, <laughs> yeah, yeah, end of year one, yeah. I'd have said I was the fucking best I've ever felt. Oh, yeah. I am in, I'm in cloud nine. Everything's great. I'm clean. I'm, you know, dating. I'm seeing it. I've got my beer, started my own company now. Oh, everything's amazing. If I look back, I look back at that person now, he was lost. He was very lost. 
very, very lost. Don't get me wrong, there's certain things I've always been able to pretty much turn my hand to, which involve, I talked to you about logic and emotion the other day. Mm. Logic stuff I can do all day. So like on the external, people always say you're looking, everything's great. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Right, okay, so you, your car's on the drive, your business is doing well, you're being a good dad. But the, prob- the biggest thing for me is relationships. That's the, that's the mm. weak spot. Uh, how I behave in a relationship, how much it means to me, how much how dependent I am on that person. Um, not for things, not thought for anything. Like I'm totally self sufficient, but how much my being comfortable in my own space, being feeling safe. So, do you think a lot of men place as much value on a relationship as we do? Because we seem like we're quite. I feel like I think they do I think this is a lot I think a lot of men are like this and they don't and perhaps they don't talk about it or they don't know because again I didn't know this Mm. it was subconscious and as as I said you're bringing what's in the subconscious to the conscious mind and then okay the question is why why so question yourself why are you doing the little things if you you take account for your life right now you know like you said 10% that's not enough for any real self-respecting girl that's not any self-respecting girl should want at least 30 to 40% of your time to build a relationship with you yeah yeah, Fair? of Fair course. Yeah, yeah. So, apart from which you agreed the other day, a secure woman would be okay with a man setting out the boundary at the start. I've got so much going on in my life at the moment, positive. Depends like, on their needs. Depends yeah, on what their needs are. That's what I mean. If, if their needs aligned, f- if, they, if their needs aligned and they said, I've only got 10%, so that works for me. Yeah, sure. 10% but if, if they're saying, actually, I've just settled my life down and I'm actually now looking for a life partner to invest a lot. Oh, yeah, a lot, then 40% is the, is the They're going to want 40 50%. You know I mean? Yeah, maybe even 50 And then that goes to 60, 70. Well, if you factor well, But that's when you entwine everything together. But this is what I'm saying. So, so if you take account for the reality of your life, you know right now there's probably not a great deal of space for a full on relationship. So, what is the position? What does the pursuit I, mean? My, for me, and this is a good, this is a good metric for me, because I am, I'm working on boundaries, right? I want to have boundaries around my, um, the things that I've previously given up before, mm. right? And previously never had. Like I've got friends, right? And um, I love them all, but we've all, it's always been around drugs or alcohol or whatever else. There's not really a lot of like, Let's go for a meal. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's not really a lot of that. Um, and I love them all. Like mm. loads. Like I've, all, I've always been my friends and they've always been my friends. But recently I've come around more people that are on a path that suits what I'm on. So when we talk, like me and you, the reason we started this podcast is we'll have a four hour conversation and we'll be like, that was a fucking sick conversation. Mm. I've never said that. Mm. Mm. Normally the sick conversations I have at someone's in someone's kitchen at two in the morning talking about fights out when I was 16, sniffing off a fucking- Feeling so Someone's mum's with... work top, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then you pathetic. feel like a fucking criminal It's not pathetic, it's not pathetic. It's like, it's part of what we do. It's a waste of life though, isn't it? It's a waste oh my of God, life. if you're doing it every weekend, what we do it four walls it doesn't matter what four walls you're, what no. four walls you're in it's the same it's the same shit so, different location right, I, I, I appreciate you know that, that my friends are a big key focal point in my life I've never had connections with people where I call them really like you know, on volume I've got loads now mm. you know people ring I've got about eight or nine really healthy positive friendly relationships and I call them with a problem or call them with something I'm feeling and the feedback that comes back is normally like I get it well, how about looking at it like this? Because mm. normally what people do is agree with you and go, yeah, she's a fucking bitch. She's this, she's no, that. Yeah. Like, no, no, that's no. not a true friend, I don't think. I think a true friend, someone's going to tell you the truth, whether you're no, right or No, but the intent's pure. 
it's not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, I think it's a lack of awareness around it sometimes that can be the clumsy thing. It's just clumsy. Potentially, I, I don't know. I, I think mates who aren't prepared to tell you the truth, it's a difference if they don't know that you're in the wrong and you're only telling them one version of events and they're going to go, yeah, do you know what? She's a bitch or he's an idiot for doing that. Like, but we, we tell each other when, we're, when, when like, because what we do is, is we confront each other. We're in, honest though with yeah. each other. If you're telling me about something, you will tell me your side and I'll, and, and you're not afraid to know that actually, yeah, I'm going to tell you that was wrong. Yeah. 100%. Do you know what I mean, instead of only telling me one person, like some people, some relationships are based or friendships are based on, I'm going to tell you all of this stuff that makes me look like I haven't done anything wrong and they're going to say agree with you 100% and say you did nothing wrong that's yeah, a crap and then friendship let's go and have a drink yeah, that's a crap friendship it's a, it? no but it's a comforting friendship which I think a lot of people have it's soft it's nice if, yeah, you, it's, if you've got um, the basic tenets of what a relationship is with a, with another person which is you know you get on you can talk to each other and you have a laugh you just enable each other yeah, basically you, there's this big enabling thing where it's like the behaviours you're exhibiting now like some people like that I, 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 I'm, I'm really close with and a lot of my mates, you know, they're still quite heavy into the drink and drugs and, you know, like I want to be able to do things and do more things but at the same time, it's like, I, I just know that, I, I just, I don't want to be around it. I don't mm. want to be, I don't want to be, like if I, I'll go out on a Friday night for a couple of hours with work or whatever but mm. within a few hours, the culture of being out mm. is is, you know, it's a lot of drink. Mm. So within two hours, that's, that's everyone, ever, everywhere. You know, I've been to different events with different people doing different stuff. The culture of our, our, our generation is, is work hard, drink loads. And when work we drink hard, loads, play hard, yeah. yeah, but when we drink loads, right, within two hours, the conversations are getting a bit airy-fairy. They're getting mm. a bit, oh, like people are starting to get a bit drunk and slurry and then people are repeating stuff and they're spitting. And then what happens to me is the depth of conversation goes down. Diminishes very quickly, doesn't it? But it, but it can go deep when someone's drunk, but then it's... Start finding out things you shouldn't know. Yeah, but then also it, <laughs> but it, it's, it's deep in a, in a different way because it's like, well, you know, you know, it's not coherent. There's nothing, there's nothing really genuine about it though because the next day they either don't remember or they're yeah. so ashamed of themselves and you're walking away think well actually I quite in it meant something to me but, but you don't you feel ashamed about it or you don't even remember yeah. because they were perhaps confiding in you about something that was really they don't really tell anyone they started crying especially that always happens there was one well, yeah. cry. it's always one cry well, there's a lot of cries <laughs> yeah, I used to be a but, but yeah it's, it's, it's alright if you're both drunk but it's, that's what we all, we've grown up with isn't it you go out and you kind of you get all this stuff out that you, when you're pissed or geared up yeah, yeah. that's yeah. where you kind of vent you don't remember any of it you don't learn from any of it you don't process any of it yeah. it's just left there and you just walk shamefully the next day. We were saying this with Craig the other day, weren't we? Right? Isn't it interesting now that we've got relationships with people that we will say the same stuff to each other as when we were drunk? Like, I fucking love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but we bollock. mean it. It means something but it's, now. It's real because yeah. we're saying it. Like, do you know what? Like, and I, this is what I think a lot of the the, the demographic of, of of our generation are missing is the capacity to actually call one of your friends have a conversation at the end of the conversation I say every time I'm on the phone to you every yeah, time I'm on the yeah, phone to you, Scott, mate, I love yeah. you mate I'll see you later yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we always say that to each other because yeah. like there's a there's a, there's a there's a there's a thing in that that we know that, that no matter what it is I can ring any of the uh, Craig mm. you know what I mean I can ring any any of the lads yeah mm. and they'll drop drop what they're doing and they'll speak to me or if they can't I've got a number of person I can call but it's it's a real brotherhood right and mm. it's like I've never been in the middle of that where it's a proper 
apart from when I was like 18, 19, where I was middle of the sesh. Mm-hmm. When I'm the centre of the whole entire sesh. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how I could possibly value something more than the connections I've got around. So we've we've mm. gone off piece here because yeah, I was yeah. sort of saying about, you know, how important my core friends are. Well, I think how, that was all about the um, how you're saying relationships now because you have those friendships and you know that if you were going to go into another relationship now, you would never sacrifice what you got. I wouldn't sacrifice my relationship with my friends. I, and and what, I would, what I would like to happen is, let's say... I start seeing somebody and I know that I've got my work, I love my job, I've got my work, I've got my podcast, we've got the, the thing, mm. the other big project that we're working on for the summer, which is, you know, going on retreat and, um, you know, doing two weeks in Peru, which is going to be filmed, it's going to be mm. amazing. Um, so we've, we're doing all that, right? And trying to fit somebody else in at the moment isn't my top priority, mm. but I've left the percentage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, normally, like in an evening, if I've not got anything, I'll just go gym or I'll get my laptop out and write. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I'm writing a book as well. So all of those things, I won't give up. But what I want to be able to do is say to myself, well, now I would like to explore a connection. If I, if it's there, mm. there's a masculine energy in the fact that, okay, I don't need you. I've still got my stuff going on, but, mm. you know, I'll, I'll call you, I'll call you, we'll, we'll speak, we'll, we'll arrange to go out. You know, I want to go mm. back to like what you said, that classic dating scenario. And I really slower, feel like I'm slower, I'm a, natural, organic. But I'm kicking myself. But I, do, I don't think oversharing this, and the over bullshit. This is the, the thing. Week, I, I mean. yeah, I think <laughs> this is the problem though. I don't. I think it's hard to not be like that just because you've been made aware. Because oh yeah, knowing and doing are two different fucking. Exactly. Things, so I'll give you an example. So I had five months off. Yeah, five months, no relationship. Right, last time I split up. Okay, first relationship I got within fucking six weeks, she told me she loved me and I said, I love you back. Six weeks. Don't get me wrong, she was absolutely stunning. <laughs> but that yeah. was a lot, I was, I was just, I was drawn in by that. But the reality was, she was mental. Mm. <laughs> she was mental. Her expectations on me were ridiculous. Really? She had one rule for her and one rule for, like, she could do yeah, anything she really? wanted, I couldn't do anything. And it was like, so what I've, got, I've got to protect all, this? I've got to protect all of her insecurities basically yeah, yeah. and I and I couldn't say any of my own expectations to protect mine right. and it was like no well, well if, if I was alright with something right so for example say um, she was uncomfortable with me doing something but I wasn't uncomfortable with her doing it if it was the same rule so but I, I, my argument was if you expect that of me then you should be willing to sacrifice that yourself yes yeah, yeah. she's like no She's like, no, because you're okay with it. It's like, no, but, no, but you can't put an expectation on me that because you're not. you're not okay with it. Yeah, like, you're not okay with it. So if you don't want me to do it, that means you can't do it either. She's like, no, nope. So anyway, the, my point is, that was the reality of the relationship, yeah. but I was beside. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I had five months off. Mm. And the difference between that, these last five, those five months and these five months is the, this first five, six weeks now, is that I am le- I am learning I am healing I was last time I was playing COD flat out I thought literally oh, I was just I was totally abandoning my feelings I was I was totally fragmented teenagers yeah 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 exactly and that was you know I couldn't get off it I was playing it four five hours a day sometimes really? just to completely distract myself was this time I've sat with the pain you know I have yeah. I've sat oh, with mate, it you've done the I've, I've, I've stopped fucking vaping even as well so this I time I do not know how you do that because those <laughs> fucking things are delicious <laughs> any vape sponsors please get in touch <laughs> so. 
yeah, it's um, that's the difference between between previously and now, and that's why I say to you, be careful, be cautious, or be conscious of how you act and how you behave, because it's so easy to fall back into behaviour you've always had. It's it's like a muscle that's really strong, it's really well formed, and it it, it is very easily switched on. Yeah, yeah, and you've got basically have your hand over normally the fucking... for most men, it's the fucking wrong muscle, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But you've basically got to have your hand over the fucking button all the time because the child is the one who wants to flick the switch and go fucking balls yeah, all deep. in. I'm all in. Go. I'm in love, you know. And and so it's it's a very difficult for me personally. It is, it's very difficult, and that's why I'm at the place now because I've realised that no matter what I have done previously yeah. till now, I've fallen back into the same behaviour. Okay. And I think that for me to get out of that behaviour, and it, it has to be from something I haven't tried before, which is this okay you know the year off and and rebuilding my own self-worth not being dependent and not acting like a child when it comes to falling in love and meeting someone new you know anything that that reminds me of how I was behaving before or feelings I before will terrify me Mm. (laughs) well I, I think like like based on what you're saying as well I think both of us have a very common idea of what love is at this beginning right for for me I believe the deepest part of my heart, right, that I will meet somebody that I can love completely, wholly and fully, and they will provide me that same thing, right, in a place where I am financially, emotionally, spiritually stable, and they are the same, Mm. right? Mm. And the disparities between those two, because I can't imagine everyone being not 100% on everything, Mm. is things that you work on together. Mm. And you have to pick somebody that you are willing Mm. to work through those things together. Absolutely. And that is exactly why I will never shut the door completely on the concept. Like, I'm not actively seeking now, Mm. but right now, for me, the day that it comes along, I've made a relatively stupid mistake recently and I'm Mm. aware now that actually if I feel that my next discipline and boundary is that's not for you yet. Mm. I will do that in time and I will do it in the right order because I'm not going to stop being a really romantic guy. I'm not going to stop being who I am. No, I don't think you should. But I'm going to, I'm going to manifest the, the strength to not, because it, do you know what? I get so caught up in it and I just think, I want to show you that you're the most amazing thing in the world because mm. chances are you've probably not felt that for a little while. And my, my belief is that you can do that, but I think it will work better that if you've done that for yourself first, that you've showed yourself you're the most amazing person in the world and you've, and you've given everything that you're willing to give to them to you. Because yeah. I don't think either of us have ever done that from what I can see. No. Um, for a long, consistent period of time for the right reasons too. The right reasons is important. There's a you know? lot that goes into that pool of like trying to figure out While we're on pools. Let's go. Let's finish in. on the analogy. Yeah, so we're we're getting to the end, so let's finish let's on finish. the analogy because... The the analogy is this, guys. This is the one. This is what me and you. That, yeah, that was that was up. one of the most beautiful discussions I think I've ever had. In, yeah. in a, in a, because not only were we at loggerheads about the, the topic, yeah, we because of the situation, we couldn't see each other. We couldn't hear or understand each other as well. Yeah, but yeah. actually, coming up with the analogy was a great thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you want to go into it? Or do you want me to yeah, go we into could it? do both. Of it. Well, do you want to do both analogies? One that you started on, or should you just go with the finished one that we ended on? It, We'll start where I start. Yeah, go on, you do so, yours. For me, like the, the analogy of, of 
of relationships is there's a pool of men, big pool of men and a big pool of women, right? And we're all swimming around in this pool. Separate pools with glass in the middle. pools with a big glass view in the middle, right? And what we're doing is we're banging into each other. We're off partying and fucking pissing about in this pool, banging into each other, fucking having scraps, you know. But every now and again, you'll come up to the glass and you'll start looking through the glass and you'll see other girl, women swimming about in there. You'll be like, oh, she's fit, she's fit. But you can't really tell because they're far away or they've got mm. makeup or whatever. But every now and again, one will swim up to the glass and you'll have that moment Mm. with them and you might stay there for two or three years mm. but there's always a glass mm. and until you see the glass you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to to really connect with that person the glass is like trauma or whatever mm. it is it's just that separation between two people right mm. and my analogy was well everybody's swimming around around the same depth you know what I mean? They're all around the top. They're having a pool party. They're fucking drinking mm. on the sesh all the time. Whatever. These are the ones looking for one another. But they're, but they're all sort of like sometimes someone will swim down to the glass and have a little look through. Mm. But the, there's people, and I believe I'm one of them, and you're one of them as well, that are now like, I'm sick of looking through the glass. Mm. I'm 34, nearly 35. Mm. I've got three kids. You know what I mean? I, I, I want her. Mm. And so I'm willing now to swim deep into that pool and go and find the tools necessary to find what I need to find, mm. recover, build the strength to go deep so I can hold my breath for a long time, figure mm. myself out and find the tools that I need to be able to get out of the pool. Mm. And when Is I'm it lo- worth saying as well that the people in this pool are of what type of people? Well, we're, we're, I think mostly... As human beings, for the largest portion, we're all swimming around in that pool, relatively traumatised by last relationships, upbringings, whatever that is, yeah? Yeah, yeah, We're all in that pool. Yeah, I thought it was good to establish Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, I'm getting out, I want to get out, I'm getting out of the pool. Now I've found the tools, I'm getting out of the pool, right? Mm. And hopefully, when I get out of this pool, there's going to be another person on the other side in the female pool that's going to get out. Mm. And, and when you're out, that means you're... You've both worked. You've healed. You've we've, healed enough to get out. We're not swimming around with everyone else, smashing mm. into each other, just thinking mm. about putting our dick through the glory holes in the glass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Trying to get some... Just yeah. looking at birds and looking at women. It's like, you know, no birds for a bit, man. Just mm. spend a bit of time mm. getting yourself into a place where, like, you've got your shit together. You are not mm. volatile. You are not difficult. You are not... You're not fucking, like watching porn every day like I can't remember the last time I watched porn and occasionally I'll treat myself but like it's a treat you know what I mean I don't it's something I'm 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 a man so occasionally I'll feel in that mood but it's Mm. not something I want to do all the time I don't I don't even think about like most lads have got this like thing when they're single again it's like I want to go out and fuck someone fuck Mm. someone fuck someone I'm like what no you're a love junkie though I'm a love junkie I want to get I want to be in love with someone because the sex is 50 times better when you really like someone of course it it? is yeah yeah, you know what I mean but you want to be with someone who's out the pool well the thing is this is what I think is that people like I don't even figure out that that's where they are they don't know. Well, it's, it's bumbling around. It's comfy in the pool, isn't it? Yeah, they know. Water, yeah, well, they're we so know used it to it. It's party. So let's go, let's go on to my analogy, which was I heard that and I, I did, was strongly disagreeing with you at the time because I didn't really get it because yeah. I didn't know about the glass. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no. If all the separate pools. You yeah, yeah. Like, yeah thought, so my analogy was that we're all in the same pool. Yeah. Okay, we're all in this pool and this pool is a label on it. You know, it's got signs as up, so it's insecure, broken, damaged. Mm. You know, <laughs> and we're all fucking in it. <laughs> right? And we're all, but we're basically just going between neck one to the next 
next one. And every time you go through one, you get another cut, you get another fucking scrape. Mm. Um, and there might be one that you meet that actually you really do like, but it, it hurts so much that you are bleeding out. Mm. You're bleeding out and you can, you can have, you can stay in there and you can heal, you know, and it's, it will work. You'll heal and you'll find, you'll, then you eventually you'll find another one. But they're all, my understanding is they're all, this, they're all in the same boat. And when you say they are all, it's not referring to everybody on the planet being fucking traumatized no, no, and no, broken. No, 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 it's, 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 it's specifically to those types of people. Pool, yeah. yeah, it's those people that are in this pool. My belief is that you, to, in order to find the person that I personally want to be with, they're going to be of a more secure nature, more healed nature. Mm. Is that, that I'm, I, you know, my version was that I've been in the pool for ages, lads. I'm getting out. I'm on the side. I'm bleeding out because I've been so hurt by this relationship. I'm suffering a lot. And I was like, butting head because you lot, because you were in there going, come back in. It's, <laughs> it's fine in here. And I'm going, you lot are fucking mental. I'm, look, you're looking at me bleeding out and you're telling me to get back in. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And my point was, look, I'm going to heal here for a bit. Support me. You know, let me stay here and, and support me because up there, there's a mountain there. And on the other side of that, fucking mountain there's a different pool with different types of people in it that are secure they're not they wouldn't even swim in here they wouldn't walk past it they're not interested <laughs> you know every now and again there's a miracle one that does actually walk past and somebody might put a hand in and grab yeah, one and of grab you, out. you out yeah, yeah. yeah and she's you know she might be someone that's been in a relationship they might have lost a partner or something like that or you know for some reason to unfold to their own they've lost a relationship it wasn't well, they're just naturally able to heal people some yeah people and I'll just... get I'll use you know one of my best friends and his missus you know she she picked him up off the ground but she was already done the work mm. she was six seven years sober mm. and she was uh, yeah clean and done six seven years of therapy you know lots of trauma lots of trauma but she'd healed she'd never be fully healed but she knew how she knew herself she'd done the work mm. you know but she was walking past and he was so lucky that she grabbed his hand and this is I think what we all kind of sometimes get Please, yeah <laughs> we, well, well, what we believe sometimes what we, I think we can get confused about is that we're in the pool and we're thinking we're, when you meet someone they pretend to be one of those girls they pretend to be one of those well, we women. pretend to be one of them well, we do as well yeah, exactly yeah, not, and we're trying to tell each other that we are but we're not really the reality is we need to get out of the pool we need to lie down we need to heal from whatever the shit we've been through while whilst being in there and then we can stand up then we can head off on this journey which is normally alone and you're going to go up that mountain you're going to come down the other side and you're going to be in a lot of pain the whole way up and the whole way down because on the way up there you're healing all these scars that you've got from every single damage well, from, climbing a mountain on its own and as it's we know is fucking yeah. hard doing it alone one and doing it whilst injured whilst in pain whilst broken hearted you know whilst suffered from all of the other stuff that happened before the relationships you know that journey is the healing journey up mm. you know and on the way down the, and I said there is a chance you might meet someone who's on the mountain on the too mountain. Yeah, yeah, and she's going up yeah. too and there's a chance that you could meet each other and where you're saying right now is that what if you met someone who is on the mountain while you're going up and you're like would you would you then consider it because well, I'm saying no climb the, climb the mountain to Together, or at yeah. least you say like what way are you going I know that this way is a bit safer but I'm trying or, you know what I mean the, you could walk that path together you could and the problem with my last relationship was that we were both willing to at least I felt she was and she and I felt that she was and she was incredible in so many ways and she yeah. was I'd, I'd already kind of started my journey up the mountain yeah yeah but I'd never really left the pool so I'd, I'd kind of my I couldn't leave the mountain and go up the mountain unless I had someone with me to make me feel safe so I was so I had Rachel and I was like right I'm, I'm with you I'm getting out of the pool to, me and you together let's go you know but I've, I'm already halfway up I need you to catch up and it was too much expectation on her to do that yeah. it's not fair of her to do that and it's I a still, lot of work as just, well isn't it, it to is climb a, a fucking lot. mountain it's loads it's a lot it's a lot and, and I think that was what was unfair and, it was, and I didn't have the um, 
my healing journey didn't allow me to have the patience for her to have to do her journey and meet me where I was, mm. you know, and it, and it was too much conflict. There was too much pain, too much suffering. But now, you know, I'm on my, I'm on the mountain. I'm going up and, I said and I'm going to go you. down the other side. I said this to you, like, because that was the first time I realised and I don't want to be in the pool. I want to get out, but I want to sit on the edge for a bit and I want, mm. I want to swim my feet around in there because it's comfy, I yeah, know it's it. It's scary, scary and, getting out, mate. But it's scary. Like, at the same time, like I kind of got this idea with a fairy tale where I'm hoping that I'll look behind me to the pool, at the other pool, and someone sat on the side themselves mm. and they're like, should we go out there? Mm. But you've got to be prepared for the fact that if you go with someone who is like that, who's like you... It's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot, a lot harder. harder. But yeah. then I think and a lot slower. And potentially they're going to hinder you and you're going to hinder them. Of course. Because in a relationship, you're well, triggered... you can't a keep stabbing someone on the way up a mountain and expecting yeah, but them you to be are. Right, you're not you know do, it's mean? not like you're doing it intentionally. You're doing it because you're, you're not... You totally, keep tripping them yeah, over by yeah, accident. You keep, yeah, you do. And you will. Skins for you them. will. And you'll, you'll <laughs> argue about you know whether or not you should even be going up. Actually, I'm quite happy down here. No, come with me. Do this, this and this for yourself yeah. and you're trying to pick them up and carry them whilst carrying yourself you know it becomes very difficult to summarise and I think I think the mountain has to be climbed on your own yeah because you mm. might meet somebody at the top and you can find a way down, down together. together yeah mm. but then because there are harder paths because like some people be lucky fuckers mm. and they'll go up the mountain and they'll just find a little hole through and then they're coming down <laughs> the other side much easier but some of us have got to go the the sharpest, hardest, coldest, wet, I think the, rainiest. I think route. the distance and the time that it takes to get up and down to, is dependent on how much pain you've well, suffered. Yeah, but also how strong you are, because climb, it's very symbolic. Like climbing a mountain is fucking hard, mm. and if you can climb that mountain quicker than other people, the chances are you're smarter, mm. you're stronger, and you've probably done a little bit of this work before. You can't yeah. just accidentally nip think, up a mountain quickly, can you? Oh, I think the route that you have to take depends on how much trauma, how much pain, how much baggage you've got emotionally, the how broken you are. So if you've got a certain amount that's not as maybe as much you can take a different route it's a bit quicker oh you've just opened another door uh, yeah and then and the other the baggage. one is yeah yeah you know that, that if you've got less baggage it's not as hard to get up imagine when you realize you can leave the fucking baggage at the bottom and <laughs> climb the mountain without it you know what i mean <laughs> well the thing is the baggage is the trauma so unfortunately that stuff's with you you know the, the whole point of the climbing up is to get rid of it yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah. and on the way up you can't let it go until you've done the you've done the climb, climb. You lop it off the top yeah that's it there you <laughs> go right i've got to the top and bottom time I've got to the top you know my bags are pretty much empty now so that's I, it I, I think um, I think it's a good it's place to be there yeah yeah so it's, a, it's a lovely lovely conversation again and this is this is the whole reason I wanted to do this with you because mm. you know we can get to the bottom of problems and we, we for ourselves it doesn't, I don't know if this works for anybody else I, I don't really mind if it does or doesn't yeah I, no. I, I'm, I, I just think that because we can communicate around things mm. I want to keep exploring these tricky things because you've opened my eyes to loads and I think, I hope I've done the same for you yeah, in some ways. For sure. Um, and, you know, yeah, I think you'll just, just keep fucking doing this. You know, yeah. The first episode, what are you saying? <laughs> Love it.